Oh, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to a new... What the... <laughs> Manny always... Took... When we put the countdown on, this is when Manny does his outfit changes. Anyway, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Recipes Podcast, episode 78, hosted by myself, Charlie, Joe Hulbert, and what appears to be Darth Hooper. Um, first things first, though, please like, subscribe, super chat. But also, first things first, Manny, Darth Hooper, whoever this gimmick is, explain yourself. Very good as mask. <laughs> so where's the where's the Darth Hooper in well, all it's, this? It's actually like you know Star Wars day. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. That's good. That's wicked. very that's very good, man. That's very very good. Um, Sorry, Shout it was ever Manny the Hooper. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Pop culture, I can't Manny the Hooper. Yeah, man. He's, let's be fair, he's more plugged in than you all am, on he? So, I mean, fuck, yeah, fair play to the man. Met Gala, live tweeting. Yeah, Met Gala, that was pretty special. Tremendous. I told you, that's my WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Joe, how are you? I'm good, mate. I, I always hate following Manny on those things, but uh, I'm good. Oh, I'll do it on purpose. Oh, no, I've been on a lot this week. And, uh, you know, I, I, I actually I enjoyed Dynamite a lot, so I'm excited to get into some of those individual pieces of the show as we go here. But um, always a good mm-hmm. time. Back on the flagship, always a good payday. So, um, fired up, brother. Fired up. How are you, Monty? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. You know me, same old, same old, same answer, you know. Um, Charlie, of course, best till last, you know. Of course, the uh, yeah. as we was just calling her, the voice of British <laughs> AEW fandom. <laughs> You're yeah. in the AEW All In pre-sale. You got your tickets, yeah. Charlie. You know, oh, yes. first I time talking to you since the pre-sale. How you doing? Doing good, doing good. It's been a long day. Had had to unplug from social media for a bit to get some uni work done, but back on the flagship, ready to talk about some wrestling and take some victory laps about these all-in sales because people tried to tell me I was wrong about the numbers I was saying. (laughs) And they tried to tell me it wasn't a big enough announcement, but here we are, 50k sales in and they've not even started general yet. So I take my apologies in the form of super charts. <laughs> yeah, man, get the super chats. <laughs> Folks, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, get, the, get, the, get the super chats in. Yeah, we always appreciate it. Get the questions in. Get the many I, thanks in to Charlie. You know, I was I was with the victory lap before, but now we're talking super chat <laughs> apologies, folks. I think you got some you got some answering to do, folks. Now, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's, 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 let's jump into it, man. Uh, so, do. as Charlie mentioned, General Sale hasn't actually even started yet for AW All In mm-hmm. at Wembley Stadium. Um, the pre-sale has been going on like the past two days, I think, and uh, we are up to fifty thousand tickets, according to Mister Tony Khan himself. Manny, are you okay? Yeah, Somebody's <laughs> asking for the higher booster mask. He I just, just pointed did. behind it. <laughs> He's pointing out masks. <laughs> all right. Anyway, carry on. Fifty thousand tickets. AW all in. Not even on general sale yet. Uh, so it looks like they've got around thirty thousand to move on general sales. General sale, we mm. guess around that about that much for Wembley Stadium. If they're looking to sell it out, sell it out. But already, man, not fifty thousand is you know they've already you know it's a history making event. They've already done like a six and a half million dollar um, gate. Fifty thousand, I think even even the people who were being kind of optimistic about the guesses of how many they'll do 
at, on the day of the event was saying like, you know around 50 60,000 and it looks like they're gonna uh, they're gonna leave right past that you know obviously like, like we've said general sales not even on sale yet and they're already at 50k it's um you know the uk people we've all came out we've all came out the pre-sale was uh crazy we spoke all about it yesterday about my lack of preparation i got lucky though <laughs> i got very lucky uh wasn't as prepared as joe and charlie who done the all-nighter even the, pre- <laughs> the all-nighter was kind of um the all-nighter was kind of you know it got, no, it got to like half two and i was like fuck i need to be up before 9 a.m tomorrow and I just couldn't sleep, so I was like, "All right, fuck it, I'm just staying up tonight." Then I guess excited about Christmas. Well, we did uh, we did worldwide, and by the time we got done with the post show, it was like free, and I had the exact same thought process. I, was like, I don't want to, I don't want to set an alarm for this shit. You know, <laughs> I just I'll be fine. I'll I'll be okay. Yeah. So it worked out in the end. Real pros. Yeah, you know, we, we got the job we, done. We, all right. we got the job done. Right. Yeah. Um, Charlie, how was your um, how was your pre-sale experience? I got in and out and got tickets within like eight minutes. I just didn't tweet straight away because I was like, I just need to process this for a second because of it was like getting in, getting the tickets. I just saw that they said like pitch seat in and checked out. I like, I didn't even know where I was sitting to start with. So that was fun. Um, I had people DMing me that just like, did you get tickets? Like, are you okay? Like, have you gotten your tickets? I was just like, yeah, of course. I just haven't said anything yet. He was doing the whole like pre-show live tweeting. Honestly. (laughs) The pre-show on the timeline for the (laughs) pre-show. You know, like like we were saying earlier. I had nothing else to do. The voice of British AEW fandom. For the pre, for the pre-sale, for the pre-pre-sale, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, we're, we're we're going to all in, baby. You know, we we got it done. We're gonna um, yes. wrestle pure. is gonna land. We're gonna get some merch. We're gonna have a merch table. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I will have. I will have a suitcase of eight by tens. Yeah, Yeah. well usually I have a backpack, but this is a big building, so I think a suitcase is more you know more fitting. Um if you just send me a DM closer <laughs> to the date, I will be able to you know figure out a location, we'll get sorted. But I will also um I do think we should make some wrestle purists like banners of some kind. Um, you know, I think that'd be a good idea, you know, while there's great wrestling going on, a great big fucking picture of Monty's <laughs> going across the screen <laughs> going across the screen or or Manny the Hooper, you know, like one of those ones where everyone has a letter each. I, don't yeah. know, I, mean, I think it's worth exploring these kinds of things. You know? I, I just uh, well, Monty well, for a while. We should be on this, uh, you know, yeah. Rich Gang, and he said no. So I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, but this <laughs> it's easy. No, I know what you're about to say, Jordan. I agree. The... Hey, can you hear me? It's all muffled and shit. Yeah, oh. like we we can make it out, but there's just something. It's just rough enough, and just look look at the hooper there and all his glory. <laughs> Beautiful. Look at that, folks. There he is. That's um, a real man, right there. You know, absolutely a real star. <laughs> dare I say, a real star. A draw. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. All right, so um, let's uh, let's get some updated predictions on where. What do you think, AEW? He's going to be out, ticket sales-wise, at Wembley Stadium, on the day of the event. One, we're, it's about to go on to general sale tomorrow morning. And um, we're already at 50k. I'm going with 70k. 75. 
75 is what I was gonna say. 75 was my original number, and I'm sticking with it. Yeah, so we go. That's the Wrestle Pure. That's the, that's the official yeah. Wrestle Pure podcast. Yeah. That's the 74,000. To be clear, it's not like an auction. You could, you know, like, we all keep going out of it. That's fine. We could stay at 75. That's okay. 75K, folks. Lock it in. We'll report back yeah. on this each week. Uh, we won't do that, but we might. If you are. Send us my super chat, we may. Just um, check my Twitter account. There'll be yeah, tweets yes. plenty. Yes. Yeah, also, Charlie, if you're running into technical difficulties, go to Charlie's Twitter and you'll have, a, you'll have solutions for you. <laughs> yeah, Charlie was doing the whole business, you know. Yeah. Having trouble refreshing, you know. Like, it, it was carnage on the time. Tweeting I guides. saw so many people that were like, I just can't get tickets. I can't get in. I was like, look, this is how you do it. It's okay. <laughs> Wait, what's a seller? What's a what? What's um, a we don't actually know. Because um, like they, you've got a thing. They've got the pitch side seats as well. So yeah. What was Tyson oh, Fury what, what, and Dylan White was like? I think Fury White was like ninety four k, wasn't it? In the end, mm-hmm. and they have a bigger stage yeah. and stuff, so it'd probably be yeah, about ninety k. They probably squeeze hundred k in there if they were to hit a sellout. Yeah. Yeah, they could I squeeze agree. 100k, but I think you'd have to jeopardize some of the stage or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I kind of think, I honestly, yeah. there's a big part of me that thinks they should go old school with this and just have like just an actual walkway. Like, don't even yeah. try and do it. Like, just can you imagine <laughs> how awesome that would look? Like, you know, how back in the olden days on WrestleMania, guys would walk, they'd just have a walkway, just an aisle. That yeah. Was it. Yeah. A lot of big part of me feels like, you know, the staging is never going to be, you know, WrestleMania level or whatever. So fuck it, go the opposite direction. Have it look like why that. Yeah, well done. Well, why not? That's their, that's their domain. You know, they why, can't, like... why can't Tony for this event just fucking yeah. go full billionaire dick on the table? You know? Well, depends what you're asking me now, but um, <laughs> assuming you're asking about the stage. <laughs> he, he could. I, I just... I think it's a good way to give them like a separate identity, you know, in some ways. Like if they had, a, if they, if they had a different approach to presentation and production, I think it'd be cool. Like having guys walk out the tunnel. Yeah, it'd pop, yeah, hundred percent pop. Yeah, yeah. Also, I don't know. I don't. I mean, obviously, like, I don't mind. The thing's gonna look incredible, whatever you do with the staging. It's gonna look incredible. Like I've, I was at Wembley. I've been at Wembley for a couple of fights, boxing matches, and it always looks ridiculous. Like it's a truly absurd visual. Uh, and it'll be no different for this. It'll be a historic moment, absolutely. It's gonna be really weird being on the floor. I think. For, uh, yeah. yeah jo- Joe's got the grown-up seats. He's got like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like at the front of the first tier. You know. Oh no! Bit I wasn't allowed to do that. I, that was my plan, Monty. And I, you know, I told um, my dad what the plan was. So, you know, first level at the front. He said, no, absolutely not. We're not at the front. I said, what do you mean we're not at the front? He said, people, when they stand up, you won't be able to see over their heads. Man. You go the back of the... And I said, okay, so now we're at the, we're at the last row of the first level now because, because I couldn't be proven wrong on that. I just had to follow <laughs> his word, you know? Fuck that. I ain't losing that argument. <laughs> Very grown up seats. Even more yeah, grown up. Even know? more grounds. <laughs> That's what I always tell people, man. Never get the Veteran floor. Seats. The floor is overrated. You get, you get the top. You get the top of the first layer. I'm there for the vibes. I, yeah, it's I, the I, I just I want to be in the in the thick yeah. of it. You know, gotta be in the thick of it. Atmosphere is going to be incredible. What's, exactly, the, what's the entrance? Yeah. What entrance are you most looking forward to seeing at Wembley? Because that that's going to be a whole thing. Like guys getting their their big stadium pops. Brian, probably Mox. I want to see where Mox comes out of. Yeah, Mox. I don't know, man. But, the the Bay know. Bay deal will be pretty special, like the gym. Mm-hmm. 
Oh. I really hope. What would you rather? Would you prefer if Tony like goes crazy and like gets everybody? Hey, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> would you like? Would you guys no, like... Tony did a face curl, man. Yeah. <laughs> would you guys like if Tony got everybody like their real got everybody real music, or would you prefer them just come out to the AEW themes? Depends who, really. Man. Yeah, it definitely I depends. Like the big who. Guys, yeah. I don't Adam know. Cole's theme is so like. Yeah, well, why would you yeah. change it? You know, everyone's I gonna remember, go around with it, blah blah blah. So, Charlie pointed this out on Twitter when they announced the show. And I know, Charlie, you're not a big FTR fan, but you reminded me of Crystal Palace. They sung the song, oh, yeah, if such a thing it is possible. They nuts. attempted to sing the FTR theme, <laughs> yeah. And the idea of like Wembley attempting that sounds very funny, so I would like to be a part of that too. So, I, don't know. I, 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 so I, I really hope he gets some uh, the final countdown, that would be awesome, yeah. Cool. Yeah, that would yeah. be like that's the one. Yeah, absolutely. That would oh be just, even if they don't have a trio's match, I just want to hear Wayward Son in Wembley. Like, I just it's gonna be nuts, mate. If I see Nigel walk down that ramp at Wembley, there'll be tears in his eyes, brother. Let me tell you, you know, let me tell you, beautiful. I'll be texting Manor. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Yeah, you get out of the oh, building man. after and see that Manny thought the show sucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's an animal now, you know? Yeah, he is. He's washed. Yeah, he's washed. He's washed. That's the latest. He's, he's finished. He's done. He's done, people. He's so Enjoy him while you can. Bad. Judas is another one that will be yeah. crazy in that arena. Absolutely. Arena, stadium, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it'll be it'll be it'll be a crazy time, hundred percent. Buy it up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, right, some super chats. Let's get to business. Uh, Simeon, two pounds. Appreciate you very much. AEW All In Wembley is our Wrestling Champions League final. Fire emojis. It's it's everything, brother. You know, it's the World Cup final. That's what it is. You know, we've wait. Us British fans, we've waited. Basically, it'll be like four years by the time it comes around, I think, or something like yeah. that, or just mm-hmm. under four years, you know. Um, what month was it that AEW started in 19? It was this month. It was May, because double or nothing. May. Right? I always get mixed yeah. up. I thought it was May or September. I don't know why I get that. Double on- well, TV started in October, so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That must be why. Yeah. Even though September's not October, but still. <laughs> okay. It's, it's closer, yeah. Just remember that the same the same week as like SmackDown's Fox debut and stuff. It was like a wild week the first week of October yeah. for wrestling TV. But that's another story for another day. We won't talk about Cain Velasquez yeah. this evening. Manny will derail the program very quickly. <laughs> that'll, that'll get the fire in his eyes again. Short time spells, two dollars. Appreciate it, Manny. Please buy Great O'Connor's hat. Hey man, you guys think these masks are cheap, bro? You better. <laughs> Look at your wall, bro. Exactly. <laughs> you have like you have like 150 behind you, bro. What do you want from people? Well, look, man. Some of these are cheap because they're uh, they're knockoffs. But some of these, man, that I had to find that I wanted. You know, some of these are you know more expensive. No, no, man. Like you did just like, one. You did just openly tell the people that you dropped like 100 dollars on a random <laughs> Nigel Ring of Honor shirt a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. The people think you're rich, brother. You know. Yeah. Eh, I mean, I guess. <laughs> rich and merch. 
Richard <laughs> Princess Diana, $2, appreciate it, as always. Wrestling's coming home. It is, it is, it is. You're right, in uh, one of the rare times Diana in the Wrestle Furious live chat is, uh, you know, talking that real. <laughs> Darren Walker, £5. Um, appreciate it, as always. Pre-Salfa Ticketmaster was bad. While compared to the Fight TV, which was very quick, how many WrestlePurist members be there? And Monty, will you fly Ibu out to? Absolutely fucking not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the only one that tempted me was Manny, and he has no passport. So, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And even then, I think we would have to do some sort of community fund. You know, I ain't rich people. We're trying, yeah, to get get, this, trying to get this platform off the ground, you know? I'll, I'll get to London. I'll just get stuck in, like, the subway or something. I'll be like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Stuck in the subway. <laughs> How would you get stuck in it? What are you gonna do? Like, like I don't physically stuck or like lost? Oh, where would I? Where would I go? I don't know. Like, towards towards the venue, I ideally. Yeah. I've never seen Wembley. Am I supposed to look up? Well, the, the, you, what you do? Down. You step off the plane. Yeah. You leave the airport and you yeah. text Joe Hall, but the big yeah. man is back. You know? <laughs> I'll be there. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be there, mate. Yeah. I, I, um, love the, I love the notion that like Wembley's this like secret place. Like, Manny's <laughs> never seen it, so he, like, he just can't can't locate it. Can't hide Invite only, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Simeon, two pounds. Appreciate. Yeah, it seems like he agrees with the seventy-four thousand from show day. Yeah, I do want to say if I do go to England one day, I want to ride the big red bus with the two with the two floors like Harry the Potter. The big red bus. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one. You know. The double deckers. <laughs> yeah. I saw him. Wait until, wait until Manny sees a bendy bus. Oh my god, he's gonna lose. Wait, Manny just said he threw it on Harry Potter. That's what Manny said. <laughs> Interesting guy, Manny, man. Interesting guy. Uh, Mario Judah, appreciate the super oh, chat with right. 199. 70k, 90k once TK announces my life He's very good. Hold on. Hold on. Cast the shell four ninety nine. Appreciate you. Uh, talk your shit, Charlie. Good to see all of you. Uh, y'all in good health. I predict AW will do eighty k, going on the higher end of us. You well, know, going on. with the what's, over. What's all this allegation about me being in good health? Where did that come from? <laughs> well, hold on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that was very presumptive, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, like you made it here. You know, <laughs> you got you got clear for the podcast. Or... Yeah. I'm good is, a, good right is a very strong word. That's what I'm saying. I appreciate the fault, but nonetheless, good lord. Maps fans cooking. Maps fan eighty four. Why not? You know, appreciate it. Nigel coming out yeah, to Oasis in in Wembley. Imagine, imagine everyone just singing along. You know, awesome. well, what's a what's a good Oasis song to sing in a stadium? Well, there's there's one obvious one. You know, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean. There's, there's that, that's the, that there's would be one, like, yeah. There is one Oasis song that I actually saw Bobby Lashley sing at a WWF house show once, which was quite the deal. Uh, Bobby, <laughs> many strengths, Oasis, not one of them. But, you know, what I'm saying is maybe Lashley should, should perform it all in, is what my, uh, my pitch is here. Free him up, man. Free him up. I hope you guys get a Nigel Magic show. In the middle of all in. <laughs> Like intervention. Uh, no, not in, intermission, sorry. Intermission. intermission. Tony, Tony wanted, it might like, be an intervention by the time he's done. Remember when Tony wanted to do like an intermission during his pay-per-views? Imagine I just comes out with cards and he's like, 
in yeah, a bunny shit. rabbit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> good shit, man. Good shit. Um, Average biscuit and joy, four pounds ninety nine. Just, uh, just showing love. We appreciate you very much. Uh, Simeon, two pounds. Appreciate you again. Best entrances: Young Bucks, Kenny, Maxley, Cole. They're all yeah. gonna be. Uh, they're all gonna be special, man. I'm hoping and praying that I'll get to see, uh, you know. I was saying to, I can't remember what I was saying to, but if as long as I see like a couple of my favourites, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm good, mate. You know, I'm good. I don't need to see them all. I just need to see a couple, you know, or just see, or just Eddie, you know. Betty's on the show, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, fuck yeah. the rest of, fuck the rest of jobbers. I was, you know? I was concerned. <laughs> I was concerned the other day. You know, when my dad was fired up about going, and he he goes, and he said it in a really like vulnerable voice. He goes, "Am I going to see Eddie?" And I was like, oh. I "Said oh, I don't know about all that, chief. You might get yourself some Adam Cole Bay Bay, but I don't know about Eddie Kingston." <laughs> I'm not sure. Tony Carman, do the right thing. You know, sure. do the right thing. Um, the custodian BPJ, one ninety nine. Appreciate you going straight to Nando's when I land in London. Hey man, the whole Nando's world class. <laughs> have you even heard well, of Nando's, Hooper? No, have even heard have of it? No. Isn't wow. that like the name of like one of Osprey's moves? Yeah, I heard of the. Isn't it like the cheeky Nando's or something like that? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was just a move. Like he's named. <laughs> Nando's is a chain in the UK. Like, okay, like yes. a restaurant chain, a gas station. Yeah, re- yeah, re- a restaurant chain. Restaurant, restaurant, that goes yeah. Perry Perry Grilled Chicken, man. To be precise. Yeah. It's a good time. Cheap food. That'd be a hell of a vlog for us. It's right. Hooper goes Nando's. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Wait, yeah, that's the vlog we're getting. Yeah. Wait, if they serve chicken, then why do you go to KFC, Joe? Well, it's, it's grilled. <laughs> What, what sense does that make? To go over one chicken chain? I think you support the local business, not the... Nando, it's not the local it's business. Not it's, local. Local. Yeah, it's, it's not local. Local. It's not a corner shop, man. It's a chain. You're, you're digging a hole there, brother. Yeah. Confronting me on my food choices on the WrestleCurious <laughs> podcast. What is this? One guy's telling me that I'm in good health. Man, he's going after KFC. <laughs> what is this? Some kind of attack? Come on, I got some poison from KFC once. You did? Is that what you're lashing out now? <laughs> Striking back? <laughs> uh, I guess we should do some wrestling talk. My bad faces, guy. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we should. Uh, where should we start with, man? Um, I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> okay. You sure? It means I have to get my notes up, Joe, you know? Well, I mean, you have to do it at some point. Right? I just feel yeah, like I just like, you know, I have to get my notes. All right, I've got yeah, my notes. Did you know, did, happy did, you know that, uh, did you know Gunnar Nelson is fighting tomorrow? I did not. Gamebred fighting. I don't know. Really? Bare knuckle MMA. Yeah, that would be Gunnar Nelson. Yeah. All right, so he's brought up MMA now. So I'm going with. I'm <laughs> We're moving away from Dynamite. All right. Right. Joe, did you uh did you manage to catch Conor McGregor's antics on Twitter last night? Absolutely not. Oh, no. oh no, he was—he was—he was. He was, he was uh, Wait, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he was under any influences, <laughs> which is which he's accused of, which he has been accused of uh, many of times during his Twitter rants. But last night, brother, he was—he uh, was—he was quite popular, you know. He was saying he was going to suplex Heyman on his head. 
was uh, he was calling, he was saying, he was doing the whole bit of like, I was the champ, champ first. Roman Reigns is a wannabe. Oh no! He done it. He done it. You know when he does his voice tweets, he done like a mm. promo. Oh. <laughs> and he was like, I've seen too many man to count, but I've seen the last breath or some shit. <laughs> He was. He was talking about what his entrance is going to be at SummerSlam. You know, he, he he was cooking, bro. Then he deleted it all off. He always does, but uh, you know, Conor McGregor. He's he's been he's, he's starting this beef with Paul Heyman. It's been going on for a couple months now. Do you think Conor would be tempted to uh, do a little do a little program in WWE if the call came? Because I do personally. Yeah, I mean. It would be a good payday, right? And as soon as you get that pie out of the way, I think he'd be open to it for sure. Um, I think the more interesting thing is like what what business that does at this point. I genuinely don't know, so I'm not like I wasn't asking that as sort of a knock. I just intrigues me. I mean, McGregor's supposed to fight later this year, right? Against Chandler, I yeah, believe. Chandler. Uh, yeah. No, uh, there's been a hic- there's no. been a hiccup, but the fight's still happening. Yeah, now it might mm-hmm. happen in the winter. Depends. I mean, on he's that. like obviously he's a superstar. I don't I don't care to see it. If it happens, it happens, but. Manny, this feels like that's right up your street, mate, to be honest with you. Am I right in saying that? Him coming out to the Foggy Drew in you know, Detroit. <laughs> It'd be great, you know. I wonder what him and Roman would look like. But I, I wonder ridiculous because Roman yeah. would look <laughs> looking awful to all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who, would you, who would you actually sort of put him up against? Would it be Roman just for the, you know, like, just for the market, you know? Um, or would you go for someone else like a fucking? Oh no, man! Um... You'll be the Miz. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Miz, Conor McGregor on Miz TV. <laughs> Yikes! La Knight. Yeah. Bray Wyatt. Chopping <laughs> it up. Cody. Oh, dear. I wonder what well, kind of promo. Hold on. Him and Cody. I can't see what they would cook up together. Oh, Cody. Cody. Oh, bro. Brandy would be involved. He would uh, it it get it get you know, he'd get crazy with it, you know. Coda, it'd be one of those like classic fucking nightmare cluster fucks up a kind of awesome, you know, like the um, the Nick Aldis match, the Dustin match, you know, you know, like there's a certain oh. way, there's a certain way that Cody does his like cluster fucks. I pop for him, you know, because mm-hmm. it's just like so chaotic and like just like pop. An awesome, you know. Have we, but, uh, have we considered Nick Aldis for the Conor McGregor? <laughs> you hear his name and you just switch on, and, you know. Oh, you know. Just, I, see dollar, I see dollar signs, brother, or pound notes in this case. <laughs> I wonder what the chat. I wonder what the chat thinks. Does the chat think there's a realistic chance that they see Conor McGregor in WWE in like the next what couple years, couple months, whenever you know? Yeah. I saw people talking about fucking. Obviously, he said SummerSlam in one of his tweets, so. That would be fucking insanity, of course, and highly unrealistic, you know. Because uh, judging from the delay, judging from the delay in his fight, that he would be like mid camp or some shit. <laughs> I don't know, but Connor's crazy though. So, It'll probably but, happen. Yeah. Well, Connor's everywhere right now. I mean, he was at that bare knuckle fighting, and yeah. he's just kind of just—he just beat Pacquiao in a lawsuit. So I mean, this man's <laughs> flying high. He did what? Yeah, he, he beats. Yeah, yeah, he for like five point one million dollars, and then after that, he says he's coming after Artem next. <laughs> oh yeah, because I saw they <laughs> deleted really all that as well. <laughs> he said, "Artem, I'm coming for you." He said, "I'm was, coming uh, for you." And he's like, he's said, put, he said, "You better put your house on the line because I'm coming for it." <laughs> like I said, like I said, man, he, um, 
I don't know if he was under the influence, man. You know, you know it's always comes into question when he goes on his Twitter rants these days. And uh, a lot of the times I roll my eyes at him. But like, this this one, uh, this was a this was a good few hours on the time. I can't lie, John. You know, huh. I'll, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see any of this. It's so... never going to be the time. I forgot who he was going after on Twitter. And he, he put the voice message. You never want to go to war with me. He go. He starts talking like, like he's cooking. You want to go to war with me? And then I was like, bro, "What is he talking about?" Bro, he's I still have it somewhere on my phone. I, re- I like re-recorded it. Yeah, he's an animal. You know, um, he's an odd bar ticket. You know, um, Charlie, would you buy a ticket? Um. It's not really my kind of thing. To be yeah, honest. I didn't think it would be. <laughs> but, you know, you know. Nah. Conor McGregor versus John Cena. You know, you know it's not your. Oh God, no! I, I oh came my God. to see that. Could you imagine, imagine McGregor McGregor doing his big promo and Cena giving him the fine speech and Tiffany's cap? <laughs> <laughs> Literally a nightmare. Oh man, the creation music. Let me tell you. Christ. McGregor's such, McGregor at the end of the day is a character, you know, and oh, WWE yeah. and wrestling in general is all about character. So um, as long as they come up with, you know, something well, you know, well thought out for him, he could always go off the rails because it's kind of McGregor, you know, but if that's something they want to do one day, I'm sure people would be interested in it, you know. It's, yeah, um, it feels like oh, too yeah, natural. There's definitely an audience. Yeah, it's too natural a fit to probably, it, they will be explored at some point, right? We, even if it's not like a match the way we're talking, mm-hmm. I could definitely see him doing a Tyson kind of spot as an enforcer of some kind for a big match too. Like, it feels like they explore it at some point or another, and we'll see how that how that goes when the time comes. 100%. I've always... um. I've always, I've always kind a little part of me. I've always wanted uh, Charles Sutton getting to like a, uh, yeah. you know, like an on-screen authority figure or something. He, um, you know, I don't know if you remember this, Monty, because I don't think you were watching at the time. But you, you know, Jarrett's promotion, Global Force Wrestling. Their, yeah. their TV tapings. He was the color commentator for. And it, nah. it never, like, I think it's out there somewhere. But obviously, it never got, nah. they never got the deal. But he was on color for those. I, I found the clip, and I want you guys, if you can hear it on the mic. Do you want to go to war, man? Do you want to go to fucking war? We'll go to war with you, yeah? See you. <laughs> Look at that. Bro, he... <laughs> Bro, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, bro. Connor was cooking last night, man. I don't, I don't give a shit, man. Um, he's he's a fucking character, bro. Like he he done the whole voice, like he he done the promo, bro. Like he was. Oh man! And the funny thing is, he's, like, he's a fucking before, idiot. But I stopped it before you can hear him. He's like, your security set you up and all that. Like he's like. <laughs> Bro, he's fucking. He was like in his Tony Montana bag that night. I don't know what. <laughs> Good shit, man. That's a, that's a shit. That's a shit for me and Manny. You know. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you um, enjoyed it. I mean, you... <laughs> match on eighty four one ninety nine. He says, if Cody was champ, that would make him drop to Connor. Oh no, Connor ain't doing those jobs. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, Connor wouldn't do the job. You know, for some wrestler. You know, for some fight wrestler, like you know. 
Connor's probably gonna take out all his aggression, or you know, all the wrestlers that took him down to the UFC just on these pro wrestlers. Shoots on yeah. Chad Gable because he is his Olympian, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> to show that he can actually still go with the yeah, wrestlers. yeah, like, just had to keep going. <laughs> Chad. <laughs> oh man. See me in five pounds. Appreciate it. MJF and Sammy need to stop reading one direction erotic fan fiction. It's getting too steamy long. Yeah, man. They're building that on screen relationship. Well, it all came crumbling well, last night, but you know. <laughs> they were, it was treading in the right direction, you know. Anyway. Um, uh, Joaquin Guzman. Uh, I hope I pronounced that correctly. 499, appreciate you very much. Uh, Manny, vamos, a all in. Manny, go ahead. <laughs> you're the, you're, you're the, you're the close. <laughs> I didn't even... Yeah, I was thinking... He's, he's, saying that he's saying you don't need a passport. We can just go through a tunnel. I didn't realise that was a uh, chopper in the corner, so I read the tunnel part. Oh, shit. <clears throat> the way we get stitched up on this podcast in a lot of shit is... Uh, you don't get it anywhere else. That's what the people listen, you know. Uh, Jacob Donnelly, $10. Appreciate it. Do you guys think TK has been on a cruise control until Collision and Wembley? Last month of Dynamite hasn't been hitting outside of the two top stories. Rest of the show is meant to straight up bad, in my opinion. Um, True. You know. <laughs> Manny just whispering. <laughs> just Manny just goes through. That's it. <laughs> Manny's with you. Manny's definitely with you all the way, mate. I forgot there was a pay per view between now and Collision. Wait, no, actually, there's two. There's Forbidden Door, and then there's a Double or Nothing, right? Double or Nothing's next. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, fuck, man. That shit's going to suck, man. I don't know. Come on. The the pay per views never suck, bro. Come on. Never. Come on. Manny can't even say that shit. No, bro. I just. Actually, it did pop the win. They they started sneaking that FTR versus Jay Lethal and uh, Jeff Jarrett matches going to be on the pay per view. Hmm. That was that was that was pretty good. I mean, I don't I don't really care about the main event four way. So I mean, well, I hope the rest of the card's good. We're gonna get into it here as we go through Dynamite. I actually thought they did a, a good job with the uh, the pillar stuff last night. I liked it quite a bit. I thought I think it's. I think it's it's got a lot stronger in the last couple of weeks. Um, is it the most you know dynamic pay per view main event I've ever seen? Absolutely not. I think AEW have certainly had stronger main event builds, but I actually think it's okay. Um, in terms of, does it feel like we're waiting for other things to happen a little bit? Yeah, but a part of that's because we're all way too close to it and have been talking about the things that are going to happen next month for about uh five months now. So you know, part of that's not really. I think a lot of that is kind of being too close to the the discourse which i hate saying yeah i don't know we're in a bubble brother yeah yeah i do that's part of it for me personally it's part of it anyway it's like until because collision is going to be a different era so to speak right with, with AEW, yeah. because it's going to well, be a different time for, for better or worse and we'll see we'll cross that bridge when we get to but my point is that collision is going to change how AEW operates in some form or fashion it's another two hours of tv and so like this time in between now that we know it's coming is kind of i think you, you kind of have to uh except that naturally you're going to feel that way about it. I actually think the shows are still pretty good. They're just not particularly like, I can't wait to see what happens next week. And yeah, they've lost, of, uh, they've lost kind of like the must-see, you know, yeah. um, right. 
crazy yeah. excitement going into the shows yeah. and like, oh, look at this lineup and you know what I mean and all that sure. sort of shit. But um, when AEW is hitting on all cylinders that they've done in multiple different you know times, that's the yeah. feeling when you wake up on a Wednesday and you check the timeline and the night right. going up to it. You know, like there's genuine excitement that you can feel on the uh, on the timeline. But again, we are in a bubble. But when you look at you know, if you want to. Not look at the fucking numbers, then oh, you know, sure, it kind of yeah. it tells the same story as well. Oh. So, there is some crossover in that respect, let, yeah. No, let me be clear, that's important actually. I'm glad you bring that up. Like, when I say <laughs> uh, the bubble thing, I'm not really in reference to the promotion being cold domestically, I'm more talking about like to me, as someone the way we cover wrestling, it does feel like they're in a holding pan, you know, like because of mm-hmm. what I mentioned. I don't think that's necessarily tied to the other issues they have in terms of like. This per- this particular pay per view build not necessarily connecting with the TV audience because the ratings would suggest it hasn't been a smash hit with the TV audience, right? That's not. I mean, that's not necessarily a. Uh, I'm not jumping to any conclusions. I think that's pretty fair looking at the metrics we've got. Um, the the yes. pillars thing was a, you know it was always going to be a gamble. I've liked some of it. I've disliked some of it. It doesn't seem the audience is exactly enthralled by it. Live crowd liked it last night, I think, but. I don't know. I mean, last night's rain wasn't particularly encouraging, but I'm not an expert. I'm sure there was 101 other things on and so on and so forth. So, that, um, I don't know. The Wembley announcement and pre asylum stuff has definitely helped in the sense yeah. of um, the perception of it like, starting to like, warm up again because like, until like before that, it's, uh, you know, like we said, like especially if you look at the numbers, which are obviously numbers that don't, you know, they're undeniable. It's not really a matter right. of opinion. I think it's like it's pretty fair to say that the promotion you you, you don't have to say that they were cold, but they definitely weren't hot at the For time, sure. you know. Yeah. So yeah. like now with the Wembley announcement, you kind of it's kind of hard to say that a promotion isn't hot when they've just sold fifty thousand tickets on a pre-sale. But at the same time, outside of that, you know, mm-hmm. it's like they just kind of don't feel like really hot and exciting, the most exciting at the moment, which is sure. actually quite interesting when you look at it when they've just made like signing like jay white as well you know and it's like they have been kind of busy in making signings like the king goes finally just came over and he's had like some star making performances and stuff like that they've just signed commander as well who's impressed like he always gets over when he's in front of audiences and stuff like that um bandido has been back recently um you know there's rumors of other people coming back mm-hmm. as well coming you know so it's uh it's interesting. It's kind of interesting to look at it like that. But overall, it just does not feel that exciting at the right. moment. Even though, again, like regardless of whether you think the show is all good or not, like I do think the shows are pretty, yeah. like they, they're still held, held like a pretty good standard. It's not like the shows have fell off a cliff. Mm-hmm. But in yeah. terms of like interest and excitement and just being like super interesting and engaging your audience, I just think that's that particular, you know, part of it. That's where the kind of, uh, He's kind of slipped a little bit. When I think I think they can bring it back, but uh, especially with like the CM Punk and the things that like what Joe mentioned, the things that people are quote unquote waiting on, like the CM Punk, yeah. the Collision, the the Wembley show to happen, Forbidden Door to start like kicking in, blah blah blah, all these different things. I think they can definitely like catapult themselves again and uh, come out of the summer really really strong. But they have to play the that's cards where, really carefully. That's where Collision concerns me somewhat. <clears throat> in the sense that in a lot of ways, punk coming back feels like it'd be a good way to kind of bring back some of the excitement that we feel dynamite has been lacking as of late, you know, and it would be kind of like a boost to get a star of punk's magnitude belt. Whether you want him back or not, he's a big time player and it would add a certain like oomph to the show. And I think the concern with collision 
is is this the best time for that to be coming onto the <laughs> coming into your schedule? You know, like as eyes are wandering and people are kind of looking away from dynamite, do you want to say, actually, don't worry, we've got another two hours on Saturday? Um, we'll find out. I mean, the, the answers will be will be ahead of us here pretty soon. But my concern is you're going to kind of divide an audience that's already a little bit slowly but surely being chipped away. And I think that could be an issue, I think. Um, Charlie, I'm interested. Where are you out in terms of AEW's mm -hmm. kind of heat overall? Where do you stand on that front? Mm. I think I've talked about this on a previous episode that we're try we're seeing TK trying to find the balance between booking the pay-per-views like storylines in advance and actually building them yep. and just mm -hmm. like trying to pop the cage match fans like <laughs> and like he's like he's finding a balance with it slowly like obviously he's doing the steel cage match he did the Kenny of the Kingo match but I think like it's definitely reflecting in the ratings that those big time matches that people were tuning in for like the absence of them have has affected things and like you said like with collision and that coming up it does feel like they're just like trying to get through this next pay-per-view round so they can like really heat up for the summer which mm -hmm. not the way it should be really um i'm interested to see what happens with cm punk coming back and if they do do this soft roster split and how people react to that because i do think that could have an impact on the numbers and dynamite might take a hit for it honestly it's gonna be interesting i think you know in terms of what you mentioned about the build right and like balancing giving big matches but actually doing a traditional build unless i'm mistaken and folks in the chat please correct me if i'm wrong on this but i think that the pillars thing started the week after revolution i'm certain of it right because max had a big two or like it was like one episode later um and mjf this whole cycle has been focused on the pillars deal and the guys building themselves up to him and the ins and outs with sammy and we're going to get into it tonight. I actually think this last kind of leg of it has been pretty damn good. I, I've liked it as TV. I'm not totally convinced on it as a, a main event again, but I like what they've done kind of with what they've got there. Um, however, the reason I bring this up is that was two months ago almost, the last pay-per-view, right? And it's like very seldom of AEW had a world title program that started after the last pay-per-view and, and built all the way to the next one. A lot of what I just described sounds like a positive thing, but I think it's you could easily look at what we've got here in this build and say, actually, maybe they'd be more well served to to uh, to stick to their kind of prior approach of having a big TV world title program in between pay per views, you know, which is kind of a generally a thing they would do. Mm -hmm. Instead, Max, we've kind of known where Max was headed for double nothing the whole time, right? And it's like it's been it's been the results yeah. of that have been interesting. I mean, I, again, I've liked some, I've disliked some, but. The metrics do not suggest it's been a smash hit, to say the least, right? So, I don't know. Intriguing, for sure. Yeah, it's an interesting one, 100%. Manny is definitely, a, you know, he's one of the people, as he said, that has lost... Look, he's looking around, not very worried right now. <laughs> look, he's one of the people that's kind of lost a little bit of interest in AEW. Uh, like, why... You know, what, what mm -hmm. are you like big main reasons, Manny, of why you haven't been like as interested in Dynamite recently? I guess you could just say it's like the main reason, right? It just feels like it's a, a holding period. And I just feel like there's like so many big matches you can be doing weekly, like, and without wasting them. Like, it's crazy to me that for young use Malachi, for example, Malachi does not wrestle. And like, you would think you would use him for singles matches or. Someone like Brody, like, and you have him just stashed away, like, you know, doing stuff in a dark room or something. Like, you can have these guys doing matches, or, for example, 
my favorite storyline right now is the BCC versus the Elite. And it seems like there is a lot going on, but at the same time, there isn't. There hasn't been any match. I, I want to see matches between these guys, and all they're doing is just, like, talking between. I think it's crazy that we haven't got a Claudio versus Matt or Nick Jackson match or the Young Bucks versus... Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Me, and, me and Manny were uh, complaining in the DMs yesterday. Like, it's the point that he literally just made, it's like... If the, the the you can't say that the Blackpool Combat Club and Elite stuff isn't like you know a, like a smash hit amongst especially amongst the fans of theirs you know it's been really good stuff and uh, but I think a lot of the expectation going into the feud and what would be so great about it would be like some of the singles pairings you'd get in it you know in like the build up to the big matches on the pay per views and stuff and it feels like we have like had a severe lack of those in this feud so far. Like, like, like Manny just said, like just fucking throw Matt Jackson in there with Claudio. You know, it's not gonna hurt anyone. You know, like yeah. it's just just do it. You know, people will pop for it. I have no idea if Brian Danielson is hurt right now because I think it's kind of weird that he hasn't done anything physical. But mm-hmm. if he wasn't, I, this was like a missed opportunity. You would have had to catch it versus Brian Danielson too this week, you know, because mm-hmm. of what happened last week. Or like you would have had him versus somebody else in the BCC just because. If I was to like storyline wise, Takeshi should be mad what they did to him and all that. Like, yeah, there's a lot of things I would be doing differently. And I think I it just... comes back to like the point of if they are in this holding period, are they waiting for these matches? Like, are they trying to right. push I the storyline so. until post um, double or nothing so they can extend it and have it go mm-hmm. on for longer? Like, that's what I'm thinking. But the yeah. fact that we didn't get Nick versus Claudio after that brawl really frustrated me. Because like that was like the biggest thing. You made your call, man. Was just like, <laughs> I did. I was like, they've got to do Nick vs. Claudio on Rampage. Like right. it just makes sense. But, yeah, you know, I'm I'm with you. So I think I definitely think there's a chance they want this feud to go on for a long time because yeah. there's so much star power involved. And it's no, been yeah, so, I think it, I think it'll be yeah. at Wembley as well. You know, it's so. been yeah. so strong thus far that it, you can't really argue with that. It's uh-huh. the only the only issue is that they've already reached such a point in terms of like. It, there being you know a violence in the feud right with this with the screwdriver and all this yeah. and then there's a cage makes sense like if they are intending for it to get to Wembley for example that will be a challenge and I think they're capable of doing it I think they've kind of proven that um hangman's obviously kind of waiting in the wings too which will be something they're, they're going to cross that at some point so I um I think we all agree that that feud while I completely get your point Manny and I don't even disagree it's like that feud's the least of our worries on some level yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. you would you know Manny you mentioned some of the other names it's like They've definitely moved away from, and I don't want to talk for you because you said it perfectly yourself, but like there's a version of Dynamite that you specifically really much prefer to what we've been getting. And they've definitely moved away from that pretty dramatically as of late. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm gonna, everybody's going to like, because like, I always bring them up, but like just for example, we had Roosh versus Danielson. That wasn't even a big match, right. but it was still, it was still big names going at each other. And, yeah. and look, if, if people thought it was one of the best Dynamite matches ever, like you have these names. They're just sitting in the in like the sideline waiting for maybe collision to come out when you guys mm-hmm. can be like having these matches. Like, for example, the 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 trios tournament, uh, trios battle royal shit, wherever you could just you don't need all these teams in there. Like, bro, they, they suck at these battle royals. Pick out the four teams that you wanna you wanna have them wrestle. Have like a mini tournament, then have the have two teams face last night on dynamite, then have them face again on dynamite on rampage. Because he does it anyway sometimes, and then have them face the House of Black on Wednesday next week. I feel like that would have kept it in. Right. Yeah, I, I didn't need to see the acclaimed and the Butch and the Blade go 
freaking five minutes last night, you know, in the end of the Battle Royal. Like, you just give me just give me the acclaim versus Lucha Bros of the Kingo or stuff like that or the Dark Order. It's it's also been hard, I feel, for you, Manny, because the guy who's been the kind of you know designated workhorse of the program in the last couple of months, you're not a big fan of the way he wrestles in Orange, right? And I think that's made oh. it even more kind of exacerbated. But I, I think you're right. I mean, like I, you know, we're all sickos on this screen right here, and I can tell you that as someone who who is, you know, enough of a loser to track match quality on these programs, there has been a, like, definite shift. There would be, like, two free, you know, four-star matches on Dynamite at one point. Now, does that matter in the grand scheme of things? I don't know, but to freaks like us, yes, it does. <laughs> we very much appreciated those four-star matches. That Roosh Danielson yeah. match that Manny mentioned, that was in the middle of the show and was followed by, like, a, you know, Elite versus Top Flight and uh, AR Fox match or something of that effect, you know, yeah. like... It was there was a crazy run there, and it's definitely changed for sure. And I don't, I don't know if Tony spread then of who he wants to keep on Ring of Honor because it's so weird that we haven't even seen Samoa Joe on, on Dynamite, you know, or yeah. like I think it's insane that he hasn't used Claudio on Dynamite. I'm like, who cares if he's the Ring of Honor world champ, bro? Just use him, have him defend his title on the show. Like, yeah. who's who's it really hurting? Like, I feel like sometimes I feel like sometimes he Tony goes in a certain direction where he listens to the online discourse and he's like oh man i gotta I, I gotta do a hard course correction and then he realizes oh no actually people don't like the course correction that I made and then he and then he slowly goes back to what he was doing before it's like just do it just do how you were doing it that was making dynamite cool the first time and then don't worry about it people are going to use complain to complain and uh, mm-hmm. i don't know it's just it's kind of frustrating sometimes and i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure the and i'm pretty sure the acclaim and billy gun are going to win next week anyway so i hope the Hustle Black are freed up to do whatever they're going to do and see, like, I hate one of them because it's just, like, they're all badasses and they're just kind of just, like, wasting away. And I, I was so excited for the trios the trios belt when it first got made. And, honestly, I think it ended up just hurting the, all the, everybody yeah. involved, the, like, ended up hurting the tag. Like, we're getting cool matches, but it, it hurt the tag team division. And we still, we don't even see the guys now because there's not enough trios for them to wrestle anyways. So. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, it's all the, the when the books and Kenny had the trios. It's like, oh, everyone wants to wrestle. Everyone wants to see Kenny wrestle singles, and we can't. And it's like, oh, because he's got the trios. It's like he still could have, you know. But and I'm sure he did not like, wrestle like one or two, you know. Um, but you know, like it was seen like some fans at least saw it as like a handicap, you know. And now it's like House of Black. It's like it feels like they're my oh, brother done the promo yesterday without the titles, and I was like. A part of me for a split second forgot they were the trios champs, you know. Um, it was also quite interesting they didn't do the promo without like they've done the promo without the titles. Like, well, they did the, the promo floor. was hmm, they threw them on the floor, the... they had them, and they said, We're not, we're, I think yeah. they said, We're not bound to these titles and just threw them to the floor. Oh, that looks great, doesn't it? Anyway, <laughs> we'll do a few, we'll do, <laughs> but I think it's always fair, you know, like uh, when someone says, You know. I'm not that interested in the show or, you know, that yeah. show sucked or that show is bad. It's always good. Like, you say, like, Manny is not a fucking troll. Well, yeah, he has his bits online, you know, but, like, when, when he when he's, like, reviewing or talking about a show, he's very yeah. honest. And he, 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 if he doesn't like something, he has actual reasons for yeah. not liking it. Which like, was, he's just explained, you know. You know? That's why, like, it was – sorry, Manny – but the, that was why I threw in those cold points because knowing you well, I know there are certain things you're not trying to. It's like they're just not for you. But carry on, mate. Go ahead. Yeah, I try not to do bring the trolling to like podcasting because 
I mean, it's like it's weird to blur the lines and stuff like that. I rather <laughs> blur the lines, <laughs> like he's on Total Divas or something. Yeah, know? like the Total Lines K Five, you know. Yeah, AEW <laughs> All Access Hooper here, folks. Here he is. Go yeah, on, Carol. I, I, I forgot my point, but oh, I was gonna bring it up. Like, I, I I bring it up every week, but I'm still shocked about what they're doing with uh, Jay White. I'm like, come on, bro. <laughs> oh, don't don't wind me up. Anyway. Um... Don't wind me up, mate. Okay, so Chad got... was saying they had new belts, and I just went and looked, and yeah, they had custom belts in that yeah. promo. I just did not pay any attention. Yeah, they just had, they had a custom side plates, that's it. Because it's the, the new House Rules gimmick, right? The new... That was actually a pretty cool promo, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I thought we'll it was a cool promo. We'll, uh... I had to go back and listen to it, because I tuned cool. out. Of... It was cool. <laughs> just one or two super chats to fly through real quick, and then we'll do like a... We'll do like a little dynamite review now before sure, everyone mate. starts. Well, we'll to. Side, yeah. Princess Diana says, two part two dollars appreciated as always. I'd get you in money, but unfortunately I'm dead. That is very uh very <laughs> that was unfortunate. Blunt. Yeah, very <laughs> unfortunate. Some of the best uh, are always dead, so Henry Charles Albert David replies, four ninety nine, appreciate him. Manny, don't listen to Diana. These rules don't like people who aren't one of their own, but I'm not like them. Come through to all in. I got you, King. There's your invite, Manny. I don't know who Not sure him. how legitimate he is, is but he there the he is. Brother? Or the good brother? Oh, they're all bad. We don't like Gallows and Anderson. <laughs> yeah. Simeon, <laughs> <laughs> two pounds, appreciate you. Kind of will smash the bloodline transport wagon. But I could really do like, some fucking hilarious <laughs> angles if they've got Connor, brother. Uh, Simeon again, two pounds, appreciate him. Shows need cohesion and clear direction weekly. Well, well I, think, I think they're trying, but it's just, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll go through Dynamite, you know, and Simeon wants mm-hmm. more, five pounds, appreciate him. No pack, no house of black title defences. FTR is sliding down the card. MJF needs to defend the title at least two times between pay-per-views. Oh, come on, you're asking a lot of MJF. Manny's just accepted it now, you know. Manny has just accepted it. He's so defeated. Look at Manny. Bro, you know how, fuck, man, I was watching that title, I was watching that tag match and I didn't realize I was watching the the fight version of it. They're freaking like talking about like, oh, Baltimore's abortion or whatever. We can't leave this place and all. I'm like, bro, what the fuck are we doing, bro? Cutting mid mid match promos during the show, bro. I was like, just go out there, grab a hold, man. Do something. Man. I don't need grab a hold. Wow, man. <laughs> Simeon, Simeon's cookie man five pounds appreciating TNT totally is back in the squash mud as well AEW yeah. is seven out of ten shows at the moment with no banger top tier matches Jay White needs more time yeah. again yeah. don't don't want yeah. me up, I've done my <laughs> I've, I've had I've had the live chat kick the fucking shit out of me you know for my uh, for my Jay White runs mm-hmm. once I get going bro I'll get I'll, I'll get like halfway through and I'm like, well, hold on. You know what I mean? <laughs> also. <laughs> just come back to it. It's just like, well, actually. Yeah. I forgot to say. Anyway, David Boyle calls Harwood. Dax Harwood of FTR. Five dollars. Appreciate him as always. Manny, you're now my designated lover boy when Ibu isn't on the show. Let's watch Vader matches in my hotel room. Wink. Manny? I do not respond to that. Fair. Very fair. Uh, Manny looked like legitimately rattled by this information. <laughs> I appreciate the love. Shoot <laughs> these boots, bro. Look at Manny. <laughs> he's, he's turned white. No, no. 
I know like, when Monty was reading that, I, th- I remember what uh, what Joe told me before the show. About, it was about me, and oh, now, yeah. I, now I forgot to look it up, and now I'm, I'm like, man, I should look that up. <laughs> Bro, there was a there was a super chat about Dax Harwood and Ibn and hotel rooms. You said I just remember what you told me before the show. You know the kind of worms you just opened up there, bro. The can of worms you just swung open on the show. I couldn't find anything. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It's good stuff, man. It's entertainment. Oh, Safe phrases like that on these things, man. People, you know, have bad ideas. But anyway, carry on, money. Dynamite review, man. Yeah, let's let's jump in, man. Uh, so, okay, uh, we started off with the debut. Match of Roderick Strong. Uh, it was an eight man tag. It was an eight man tag. It was a JAS versus Roddy, Cole, Bandido, and Orange Cassidy, I believe. Uh, this was this was good, man. Um, good, nice little start to Dynamite. Roddy looked great. Uh, yeah, man, that's that's kind of all I've got to say about it, to be honest. I thought Roddy looked fantastic because he's Roddy. Um, mm-hmm. Joe. This is kind of like your. This is your time in the sun. Roderick Strong is all elite. He, he's looking yeah. good out there. You know, he's flinging the big man around. He predicted it. He said Jake Hager will fly. He did indeed fly last night. Uh, what was your thoughts on the? What was your thoughts on the eight man last night to open the show? I liked it a lot. You know, I, they built the match around Roddy's hot tag, right? And he was explosive in that regard, as you expect. And I thought Bandito did a good job of shining, even though the match wasn't really intended to you know showcase him but he's still bandido so he did his thing mm-hmm. um i really like the deal with cole like wanting his get his hands on jericho there are always going to be like flaws in that logic but they did as good a job as you really can while having a wrestling match around it at the idea that he wanted to get to jericho which i appreciated um jake hager and roderick strong i wasn't saying it as a bit like genuinely those two would have a, a legitimately good match I hope they book that for a rampage no one watches at some point so I can enjoy myself in peace. Um, <laughs> Roddy just fucking whacks people. Doesn't he? That's what he does. I mean, oh, I, I, hope, awesome. I warned everyone. I hope Danny did protect himself <laughs> as I recommended. I mean, Garcia and Roddy were scrapping. At one point, they did their big standoff <laughs> spot and those two were out there fighting. They forgot to do the spot. They were so yeah. caught up in it. Um, no, it, was, it was a really good time. Very well put together. Uh, the JAS, shout out to Menard and, and Parker for being like, Incredible stooge heels. They did an extended yeah, sequence right, yeah, yeah. of orange. They did an extended sequence of orange cast. They're just like running into each other. <laughs> you know, it's like w- when they do that, that makes Garcia's job so much easier. You know, mm-hmm. because then he can be a little more serious because they're doing so much of the work on the comedy side. Um, so I was very well done. I liked it a lot. Good shit, man. Manny, this was one of the parts of the show that you uh, you did enjoy. Roddy, he's another another big Roddy stand on the screen. Uh, what, what did you think of the tag? Break it down for us. I actually went four on this. I thought this was awesome. This is like, <laughs> you know, the opening with Roddy and Dan, Dan Garcia was awesome. It blew. I popped so I popped like when they were like brought on the floor, like Joe said, and then like they just forgot to do, do their spot. Yeah, they, they were so into it, and then like I would have went a little higher if you know I actually got a longer sequence with between uh, Roddy and Hager. And if Tony still had his fastball, he would have booked it right away, you know, but he didn't. So I I, I just if can't Tony believe... still had his fastball is incredible. <laughs> I, I just couldn't believe how the how they got the crowd uh, hot for Roddy's hot tag. And they went they went they went crazy or crazy as Baltimore can get uh, for his uh, little hot tag he had with everybody, which was awesome. And I think everybody yeah. right. 
One of my favorite things about Roddy Hot Tags is that, um, like, of course he knows what he's going to do when he goes in there, but sometimes you get the feeling that he's just like, he's just fucking, he's just whacking people well, and he, he'll turn around and he'll just like, he'll just grab someone and fucking throw I them think, <laughs> I think it's because, like, it's so hard for guys to feed him because of the speed he goes at. Like, if you notice when he comes in, Menard can't even get up in the time that he crosses the whole fucking ring and chops Parker. It's like, so he ends up just sort of just, just looking for people to hit, right? And he also, he does that thing where he like, as well as the fire slap, he has like a sound effect to his strikes. Like he goes, wow, he fucking whacks people. You're like, oh, fucking, <laughs> he just yells as he chops people, which is just, I mean, that's what I'm looking for in my wrestling, you know? Him clobbering Jake Hager while like yelling to himself in excitement. <laughs> I mean, that's wrestling. That's what I'm looking for. That's why you buy a ticket, folks. Beautiful. I'm, uh, I'm kind of mad that we don't see enough of Matt Menard and Angela Park because they're so, they're when you so see, good. You know, when you see this match, you realize how good they are. And you're just like, man, why, why don't we see more of them wrestling and all that? Because mm-hmm. all the little things they do, just like every time Roddy hit him or Adam Cole hit him with like his big booter or I mean, little boot for since Adam Cole. But like, <laughs> I'm so spiteful. That was so unnecessary. <laughs> the big boot is not like, all decided by how tall someone is. That's such a... That was so unnecessary. Very sportful. I think Adam Cole did a no, great that job. Was I shouldn't have done that. I don't know. I don't know why my Manny. That was the hooper right there, bro. Yeah, the, ho- the hoop's creeping out. You know, it's time. Yeah. Time to throw it to Charlie. I think uh, Charlie. <laughs> what did you think of the opener? I thought it was really good. I had a great time watching it. It was just like. It was like messy and scrappy in a way that eight man tags should be, because like they've done some eight man tags in the past that haven't been that like. But um, I was really excited to see Roddy in an AEW ring and see what he did, and I just need him in a singles match like as soon as possible and give yeah. him like twenty minutes to go nuts because it's Roddy Strong, man. I want I want to see what he can do now that he's not stuck in fucking NXT two point again anymore, like. Yeah. 100%. Um, I guess so. Go on. Yeah. Now carry on, Charlie, if you want. No, I was just going to say, um, I'm happy that Bandido did get, like, a chance to, like, show off some of his stuff as well. Like, in a match that had, he was teaming with people like Roderick Strong, Adam Cole, and Orange Cassidy, he didn't seem like the odd one out, which yeah. I thought was, like, just a testament to how talented he is. Yeah. His yeah, offense he's awesome. is unbelievable. Incredible he's awesome, offense. Bro. He's just got like the charisma as well to go with it, which is incredible because yeah. he's not even like English speaking. He's got like this physical charisma, you know. Absolutely. It's kind of just, it's really striking. Um, Can somebody tell me when Dan Garcia changed his theme song? It was, uh, uh, it was when he wrestled Cole. Yeah. Probably not even, not even a month. Um, yeah. 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 Um, good shit, people. It's good shit. Yep. Um, but yeah, to the point of like needing Ruddy in a single. So like, yeah, like I guess technically as a big Ruddy guy, like ideally his debut match would have been a singles, you know, and we really got like a proper Ruddy showcase. But Ruddy's just so good. But like even in an eight yeah. man, when he's in there with seven other people, like if he gets his hot tag spot, he's gonna stand out and he's gonna yeah. do some great shit because he's fucking Ruddy strong. So if right. us Ruddy strong fans, I think as you can tell, we were still very satisfied with what we got last night, you mm-hmm. know. But yeah. That doesn't mean he's got a way of not booking that singles, you know. Get it done, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think I do, you'll get it. Go on, I do want to say this match did a really good job of having a serious undertone while also being a fun watch. So I know. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I was watching like a PWG match, you know, everybody doing like <clears throat> all their crazy spots and everything while also being like, <clears throat> Oh shit, yeah, uh Adam Cole actually hates all these guys involved. 
and he's just waiting to get to Chris Jericho, which was a pretty cool. It was, it was pretty. I don't, I don't remember the last time Dynamite's had that, but it was it was yeah. awesome. Ang- Angle was really strong. Um, quickly, it circled back to Roddy because, of course, I think he's going to get a couple of singles. I, I feel like Jericho is going to wrestle him right before the pay per view. Oh. It feels like. Oh, Jericho! Jericho was so excited talking about him. Oh this is the thing. I know there's like an instinctual pushback. It's like, oh, it's Jericho, but. He's gonna chop Jericho so no, that's hard. What I'm, that's what you I'm trying to say. What, like we've seen what Chris does in that situation. Like, bless him, man. He fucking digs his heels in and says, All right, fine, I'm gonna throw chops, right? Like it will be a it will be a spectacle, I sense. Um, yeah. as much as two, you know, 40-year-old men chopping each other can be a spectacle, <laughs> this will be that. Chris, yes, I did just say you're 40. You can send me a check for that later. Carry on, money. <laughs> yeah, man. It was just it was just good shit, you know. Uh, the angle afterwards, like we said. He was, uh, he was, that again was good shit. So obviously, after Adam Cole gets a pin, he charges up the ramp and he does eventually get his hands on Chris Jericho and he just fucking clears him out, takes out lot the setup with the beyond the commentary because of course Jericho's on commentary during all this, and uh, yeah, and he's just on top of him throwing punches and there's like seven security guards that come and like, he all gets split up and he goes to an ad break, I believe, as well. Um, yeah, man, this, it was a good angle, and it felt, you know, it felt heated, and it felt justified, and it was just, it made sense, and even just, like, the little things in that, like, you know, like, just, like, the security guards getting there in, like, mm-hmm. a reasonable amount of time, you know, so, like, there was a, there was an angle, like, a few weeks ago, I think it was one of the BCC uh, elite ones, and you've just got, like, fucking, someone's getting, like, mutilated with a screwdriver in the middle of the ring, and, like, no one yeah. comes out to do anything about it, it's, like, um... It's, it's just those little things that like the old heads will leave a pot for and complain about, you know? So mm-hmm. And in the same uh, vein, Mon, you're probably going to cover this separately, but while the Brit thing itself was like, whatever, I appreciate we came back from the break and the announcers were made like, look at the mess these dudes made, you know? And they had the, the yeah. set was almost like, that's another one of those little things where it's like, thank you for reminding me. Yes, I am that dumb. Please remind me when something just happened on the wrestling show. Because seriously, it's a cliche and I try not to go on about too much on these shows, but there are crazy things that happen on this show that are never referenced again. And this is one of your big feuds. Adam Cole and Chris Jericho is a big feud. Take five seconds and say, fuck, Jericho just got the shit kicked out of him up here, you know? And then they had a follow-up. I, I appreciate that. I thought they did a hell of a job with this deal. Really good stuff. Yeah, man. Um, right, so we, like I said, it goes to the ad break and then we come back and it's uh, yeah. Jungle Boy and Derby backstage with Renee and they kind of do like a short promo that's kind of like, you know, putting themselves over and, you know, like hoping up the main event, which is obviously the Pillars tag. And then, you know, Renee hears something on the earpiece and it's what Joe just referenced mm-hmm. with uh, all the chaos backstage. Adam Cole, he's getting taken out. Jericho's doing the whole get him out of here, get him out of here. Uh, it's probably worth mentioning he's wearing the the black yeah. eye Britt Baker t-shirt. And, uh, you know, Britt Baker comes into the camera shot and she uh, she gets in Jericho's face. She smacks Jericho then she rips at the t-shirt and Jericho's just on the floor like this pathetic heel, you know. <laughs> just so like, true, yeah. <laughs> Um, Jericho's really good at being like confetti, you know. Absolutely, like, um, yeah. it's a skill, brother. That really is. Yeah, it is. It is, man. Uh, it, it was good. It was good. Good angles and segments, whatever you want to call them. Uh, then after this, we had a Blackpool Combat Club promo where uh, you know uh, Brian and Marks are going back and forth and they're being very spiteful, and mean, you know, as they always are. Charlie, what did you uh, what did you think of the BCC boys doing their doing their thing that they always do? They're just they're just really good fucking promos, aren't they? Like there's there's not much I can say other than just praising them, and I feel like that's all I ever do on these shows. It's just like yeah, the BCC are great. Like they're constantly yeah. doing good shit. Um, yeah. I thought it was quite funny that they were taking shots at Bret Hart, but 
Oh, Not yeah, everyone's going to enjoy that, but... And people immediately yeah. started tweeting about Dax. So, oh, oh Dax ain't going to be happy. You know? 100%, yeah. It's like you refresh yeah. the timeline, it was just like seven people at him, and it's just like, I'm sure he saw. He, he, he's probably watching. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. But, Absolutely. Um, I enjoyed well, it. I'm excited for the cage match next week. 100%. Uh, I, I liked how Danielson called uh, Weird of Uter a little shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's all these little shit here. It's great. Uh, Joe, Manny, anything you want to add about the BCC problem? I, literally, I mean, this group's always been a fun concept, but we always just talk about how the ceiling for this group was was like unfathomable. They're starting to head in that direction. This thing's been really great since they, they flipped the switch and, and have just been assholes, really. I mean, that's really what they are now, right? And Danielson is at home in that role. My God, is he great in that role? Is he's kind of like the coach? It feels like too, you know, because of the the lack of physicality is is slightly alarming, as many hinted at. But it's made him like more, even more of a dick. The fact that he's just kind of watching them. Um, Danielson Moxley one two punch promo wise, this was one of their. I honestly, just one of their best promos ever as a group. Um, they've gone from not being seen together at all to feeling like a true unit in about a month. They're, this stuff's awesome, man. It's the best thing on the show. They actually feel like. Everything they do is kind of like magic, and they feel like every time you see them together when they're on their little unis, you know they feel like uh, they feel like a fight team. They do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I needed to come out with a banner for like fake sponsors. Yeah. They need a coach, man. We need Nigel in there or something. You know, like a real, co- you know, like a Greg, proper like, Greg mean, Gunn, yeah. mean old cunt. Yeah, Greg can do it, brother. Greg, Greg can, Greg fits that bill. You know. <laughs> um, yeah, Taz. All right, so uh, next up we had Soraya versus Willow. Uh, we had Sheeda's return, which of course is always going to be a big part. Oh, uh, you get Josh Barnett. <laughs> well, hold on. <laughs> he's busy over in Japan, brother. You know, he's bu- he's a busy man. Oh, so, you, don't want, you don't want Josh Barnett towering every, over everybody too. So, well, yeah, that's we'll get to that. Yeah, Soraya versus Willow Nightingale, uh, and of course the return of Sheeda. As I was just saying, everyone loves Sheeta. I love Sheeta. She's great. She has great matches. She's over. People are happy to see her back. Uh, I hope she's, you know, I hope she can cook, man. That's the thing with Sheeta. I feel like it's like every few months since she lost the title, it's like, where's Sheeta? You know? Yeah. Like, that feels like something I find myself asking myself. And, you know, I'm not the most, like, you know, I know I do the like, review shows and stuff, but it's not like I'm fully locked in on every last detail of every last storyline in the shows, you know. That's um that's Will Washington's job. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um It did pop me last night because everyone knows Will's a big Sheeda fan and it's like uh, obviously yeah. he got announced before the show and everyone was tweeting Will Washington like uh yeah. you know, he got he got Sheeda back, he got <laughs> Sheeda back and I was like you know, good press, you know. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, pop for Sheeta. Is there any match in particular that any of you guys are hoping Sheeta gets in like the coming weeks? Hmm. Not sure. I mean, I one guess. Back, Go ahead, Bonnie. What are you going to say? I'm going to say one back to owner. You know. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Like, I mean, that match that will always be good. I just I was trying to think if there was a friend. I guess I've heard <clears> and Ruby work together at all because Ruby's a heel that. now, so it'll be different anyway. But uh, mm-hmm. Sheeta against anyone's worth TV time. You know, she yeah. is awesome. But yeah, she's awesome. It was, it was good to see her here. I, I thought the match was was solid for what it was. Soraya, I think, is like she's she's not she's probably not going to be a wrestler who makes your spreadsheet, folks. But she seems to have gotten back to a point where like she's steady, which is good, genuinely. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, I, I think Willow is always, it's always a treat to see Willow in front of these arena crowds, right? They always just fucking rock for it. It's an awesome thing to see. And I like the angle. It was, you know, saying it actually happened. There was development. The conclusion of the angle almost felt like you, they were basically saying that when the AEW homegrown kind of all-stars band together, the outcasts are exactly that, right? They're, they're completely kind of um, outsiders on that front and I, I haven't got much to fight back with. So I'm intrigued as to what the next step is. It feels like the, the outcasts need to add someone to their ranks here right after what we saw last night to kind of regain the advantage you'd expect them to have going into whatever match they get here. So I'm intrigued as to who that is. Athena does feel, well, I don't want Athena to be an outcast member. She does feel like an obvious person they could like recruit for whatever match we're headed to here. Right. And uh, it'll be interesting what they do, but I like this whole deal. Actually, it was pretty good. You have any other guesses about who outcast could get to even up the sides? Hmm. Not sure. He's even on the roster. Summer, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no, man. Athena does seem to make sense, of course, because yeah. she's also yeah. sort of, she's so clearly healed. She's on fire at the moment, and uh, she's an outcast, you know. She's and that would be... WWE and... to, to answer your question, Monty, about matches you'd like to see she to have, right? Yeah. That, oh, would, yeah. that would immediately yeah. slot in at the top of the oh, list. Yeah. So. Um, 100%. I do want to say, I didn't really. I thought it was kind of weird, like when she came out. I feel like they just missed out, like a whole bunch of, like, we missed out a month of, like, storytelling, and we just skipped it all, and she just came. came oh, out. well, yeah, she, she just came yeah. out. It wasn't exactly to present in the most amazing way. That's kind of why uh, I feel like, you know, I feel I around me things did a bit, you know. They did something this yeah. week that wasn't just a beatdown, so I'll give them props for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's kind of I was probably weird. taking it a little easier, um, you know. But when Sheeda came out, they just like immediately forgot about Willow after. Like she was a bit of an yeah. afterthought in that. That was like my bigger issue with this segment. Yes. I don't know whether yeah, that will really. be something that plays into it going forward, or whether it was just a oh shit, Sheeda's here. Like their present, to- their presentation of like you know just kind of angles in general, and that they, uh, you know, whether that's Jay White's debut, Sheeda's return, the reoccurring yeah. fucking copy and paste angles of this Outcast feud yeah, until last right. night, and even the way that they done last night, like I said, like kind of the way it was kind of presented to us was a. Uh, you know, but uh, we've of course saying earlier, like we, when it's someone like she, like, it's like everyone's gonna pop in there anyway, so it's yeah. like you're gonna get away with it, you know. Um, what do you but yeah, there's, there's always gonna be holes to pick with AEW's like presentation well, and the way you, they present things to you. If you go back at all these like beatdowns with the women and all that, like the, the 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 match they have, like the like for example, I think last week Sky Blue was also an afterthought too, what was happening. So, mm-hmm. I mean, these secondary mm-hmm. or thirdary characters, you know. Yeah. So what do you guys think the uh the pay-per-view matches like what do you think they're actually headed to like because that's why you know charlie brings up the willow part and it's like that's kind of made me wonder if they're just gonna do trios mm. but it feels like they need some kind of stipulation to go with this right it feels like they need some kind of uh like they've been doing this oh, for man. so long now it's been going on for so I think long i'm very much at the i'll let it play Part of this feud now, you know, it's just kind of is what it is. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, House of Black promo, which we was talking about earlier, they've got the new, they've got the new side plates, and they've done a promo, kind of uh, announcing that they're going to be doing an open house challenge. And these trios matches for the trio titles are going to have a different set of rules. So, from my understanding, they're going to be twenty second count outs. 
So that's yeah. like Ring of Honor count outs and uh, you know New Japan count outs, the longer count outs. Uh, there will be no rope breaks, um, and apparently the challenger gets to decide if it's a DQ or not. I think. I think, um, so, yeah. I yeah. think that's yeah. So uh, you know, obviously unique, slightly you know. Enough. It's unique, but in a way that it's not going to be anything crazy it's that we haven't boring. seen before. You know, it's not going to be like bizarre. You know, it'll be. I'm sure they'll think of ways. You know, Malakoi is he's a law guy, and he's going to think of ways mm-hmm. to make this synonymous with House of Black. I'd assume. So, um, yeah. we'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. And uh, we got the trios battle world already following this, and uh, mm-hmm. the the acclaimed with Billy Gunn was the winners of this. So they're going to be the first uh, house rules challengers, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll get that like, next week or the week after or something. Maybe even a pay-per-view, you know. Who knows, bro. Um, right. Yeah, man. One thing about this trio is about a royal. Billy Gunn, being as big as he is, always is <laughs> quite the visual for me on AWTV. It makes you realise like how... Um, I don't want to say how short the roster is, but like when WWE has been known for so many years, it's like the land of the giants, and it kind of uh, that reputation kind of calmed down a bit in recent years. But like in reality, it still is kind of a you know a land of big big buds, yeah. you know. And mm-hmm. uh, Billy Gunn in WWE wouldn't seem like Huge. the biggest. Yeah, he wouldn't seem like the biggest guy in the world. And in AEW, in a trio's battle royal, he's like the fucking. He's huge. He looks massive yeah. in there. Yeah. I didn't think the trio's battle royal was very good to be honest. I don't think AEW is uh, very good at battle rules. I don't know if they've ever done a good one. Um <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I very much prefer when Manny was talking through his very it was a very simple idea as well. It was like just do a fucking four team tournament instead over the next yeah. two episodes of TV, you know, very user. Um that definitely seems like it would have been a better option, but obviously hindsight is, you know, hindsight's a bliss, so what did you think yeah. of this whole deal with the house rules and the acclaim being first challengers and the trios <laughs> battle royal in general? Well, my team, my hindsight wouldn't be 50 50 if you know, I was in the room. I would just put it on the spot. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I'm always fascinated by the, the combination of Tony, like both loving battle royals and also the fact that, as Monty mentioned, most of them are bad. It always yeah. intrigues me that, that like pairing. Um, the problem with this too was the, like the lineup was very funny on paper, and you sometimes you can't get around that. Like you looked at those bunch of trios, like, well, I don't know if we need to be watching this right now, you know. Um, I will <clears> say <throat> I was surprised by the way the Lucha Bros and Vikingo were kind of dumped. Uh, out. I I know they were doing it; they did it in a way to set up Friday's match, right? With uh, QTV, I believe, right? Was the deal there? But you know, I, I thought they actually had a chance to win the damn thing. So I was I was a mile off on that front, but yeah, it wasn't very good. Uh, I. If he must book battle rules on TV at the rate he recently has, and you know has for the for the last couple of years, I think he that would be something that would be a perfect fit for the new version of Rampage, <laughs> you know, and make of that what you will, folks. Because putting this thing out there in the halfway point of Dynamite, like you saw that crowd, like it take those those the first you know kind of half of these battle rules are a slog. Why are they producing? There's no set pieces. There's no uh, no nothing to keep the people engaged. It's a tough one. Yeah. I mean, it was terrible. I mean, it's just not very good. Not much to, to kind of sink yeah. into. Mm. Yeah, I thought it was brutal. Um, really? Brutal? Brutal. Star, star it's a, it's a, you know what it is? It's, uh, I tapped out of it. I was not tuned in for like the last four minutes. 
Surely yeah. money's better than a star rating. Look a star rating for an AEW battle royal, bro. Go on, Fuck. Go on do it. Just for the people, go on. Go on, money. Go on. Like 1.74 <laughs> or some shit. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah. Um, I went two. So, you know. There you go. Oh, there you go. Nice. Two from We're Hooper insane. is like a negative one. <laughs> See, he's how disgusted he looked in you then, man. Uh, Joe. Man, he just looked at you like this piece of shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, I was shocked too when they just threw out the Lucha Bros and everything all like that. It was, yeah, that was pretty wild. I said, like, come on, man, these are like the best guys in here and you just threw them out. We, we didn't even get a Pentagon. Like, said Omero, you know, freaking... <laughs> no zero, Omero. That's disgraceful, you know? Just give the people what they want, you know, give them the money's worth. You fly him out from Mexico, might as well let him do the little gimmick thing. Yeah, man. Or California. <laughs> California. Charlie, well, you got anything you want to you want to add to the trios uh, business, or we we good? No, I didn't really watch much of the match. I mean, uh, yeah, it, was, it happened. Yeah, it certainly did. Oh, so next up, we had an MJ, we had an MJF and Sammy Guevara promo with Renee backstage, and now we're doing more of their like best friends lore. There was a time in the promo which kind of planted the seeds that was going to happen later, where um, you know, they were like they were, they were like you know chumming up, and MJF was like, and yeah, you're gonna go lie down like a little bitch, and he stopped himself, and Sammy was like, what? And MJF wanted to kind of like deflect it, and you know, uh, they kissed. <laughs> I'm the sorry. Kiss. I, I I know that it's not the most popular thing on this show, but I think this stuff's like really fun. I'm I, I'm not even saying it's like box office mate, but I think they're making the most of this. I think this dynamic's been a lot of fun. I think it's been good TV. And Max was I thought really good in these segments this week, like genuinely. Um, a couple He's weeks an ago, character man. A week ago, I was positive on the start of this, and I got quite the dismissal from my co-host on the screen right now. So I just want, I just wanted to make clear. I was not undeterred. I think it's been good. And I'll let everyone else explain why it has not been from this point forward. Go ahead, folks. Joe's setting us up like some real haters, brother. That's well, a, I just... I, like, look, I am I, a real hater. I, exactly. Charlie's... And, and look at Manny's eyes are racing. I mean, there's a lot going on here. I'm just, I, mean, I think it's, yeah. I genuinely enjoyed this dynamic quite a bit, but... I mean, I, 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 didn't, I didn't hate it or anything. I just, uh, you know, MJF's doing his character stuff with Sammy and this stuff is getting right. over and, uh, you know, they're trying to tap the being overt with the chubby stuff and it's obviously on purpose. And again, it's entertaining segments and people like them. So it is what it is, you know, it moves okay. stuff forward and it, like I said, it planted kind board. of the seed of doubt. Yeah, and, um, I, just, on board, folks. I just think oh, I'm just being a professional, you know. I just think younger Sammy would be disappointed in older Sammy and his choices. That's all I think. Charlie, I bet you loved this, didn't you, mate? <laughs> I thought I, I I appreciate that they're doing something different with their characters, and they're trying to like be out of the box with it. And it's not just MJF cutting the same shitty promos every week. <laughs> I enjoy that aspect of it. But Sammy and MJF on screen together is literal nightmare fuel for me. It is not. It's not for me in the slightest. And like, I can acknowledge that. Not everything's booked for me. Like, but yeah, no. I, I think I think they can be funny at times. But I am not more than happy for this. To yeah, I, MJF. I just 
Yeah. Him him wearing the like ridiculous Sammy shirt where he's looking in a mirror. Oh. Max wearing that. I'm sorry, folks. That that was enough for me. I won. I, at that point, I said, oh, I'm in. I'm in on this deal. I mean, again, <laughs> I get I get that it's not like it doesn't have like the gravity or prestige of like you know this epic world title build. But ultimately, you know, with the pieces at, at play here, I thought they did a good job of, of being entertaining mm-hmm. last night. And I thought it set up the main event really well, which we'll obviously get to. But I like the stuff. I get it. Not for everyone, for sure. Yeah, it's just one of them, you know. Uh, next up, we had a uh, can, we Kenny Omega. <clears throat> can we go back to the battle royal real quick? Do we have really? to? I just want to, I, I forgot, like, I forgot to bring this up. You guys know how long that match went? I don't want to, <laughs> I don't need to know. I don't know. You're gonna tell me it's interesting. <laughs> I thought that match was like 15 minutes, but it ended up just being nine minutes. <laughs> It was only nine minutes. You did drag for you, man. Then he gave it two stars, bro. Yeah, <laughs> decent, right, decent little match, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. Next up, Kenny Omega and Don Kelly's got a promo. Um, Kenny was very kind of like, uh, you know, I think I think they were going for like a serious tone, and Kenny was talking very like uh, with a certain cadence, you know. And um, my favorite part of this segment was Don Callis. You know, look what you did to me. You know, like, um, that was my favorite part of the promo. Um, it's not exactly the most. I didn't think it was the most memorable Kenny Omega promo, to say the least. Uh, Charlie, you're the big elite. You're the big elite fan. You know, what did you yeah. think of Don Callis's art? And obviously, Kenny Omega. You know, he, he did his thing with his promo as well, and he got his message across. I guess you know. And, uh, um. Duncan is pointing out like the big the fuck off scar on his forehead. It popped me. I thought yeah. that was quite funny. It's like, look what you did. It's like, yeah, no. It's like, I get that it, that wasn't meant to happen, but like that happening yeah. has been great for this view. Of course, hundred like, percent. Happy um, accident. Where the hell were the young bucks? Like that's my main issue with this. Where the fuck were the young bucks? Like. Looking for this, it was meant to be we hear from the elite <laughs> and we heard from Don Callis. I don't know what you said, so don't repeat it. I'm gonna let that slide. It wasn't even that bad. It was, <laughs> it was quite tame to the hooper, you know. It was just funny. <laughs> Probably spiteful. It was very kayfabe, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, thought it was, I thought it was a good promo. It, it did surprise me that it wasn't an in-ring segment, but I don't yeah, know, maybe same. it's part of the storyline. Well, it's fair to think that, isn't it? Because of the way it was advertised, it's like we're right. here from yeah. the elite, and it felt like we're getting a segment, you know. And um, yeah. obviously, it's not it's not crazy to assume that the elite are going to get a segment in like an yeah. in ring segment in all elite wrestling. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it was it, it kind of caught me off as well. But we got what we got, and good old Dan Popman, the uh, manager. You got anything you want to add? We'll move on. I, I think. Don is an incredible promo. I thought he was awesome here. Kenny, I think, was... And I don't know if he nailed it necessarily, but I think he was absolutely trying to portray, like, a certain... You know, kind of an uncertainty. Feels mm-hmm. like there's a twist in the tower head regarding Don here, right? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It feels like oh, that yeah. may be the finish next week. And I, I think that was what Kenny was kind of going for with, with his delivery. But Callis cut a great, great promo. Um, he probably doesn't come up enough when we talk about the best promos on this show, actually. When Don really wants to... He can really cut a promo. Oh, yeah. He, he did that lock, here. He can lock you. He can sell a match, yeah. brother. You know, he can Absolutely. sell a match. Because that's the, at the end of the day, the old folks, yeah. yeah. if you class me as one of them, fair enough, that is the purpose <laughs> of a promo to sell a fucking match or yeah, sell a yeah. feud. 
And that is like people can come out and they can do the great deliveries and they can do the wink wink and they can pop the crowd with the oohs and the ahs when they drop a you know when they do their um digs or whatever the fuck or the back and forth. But I saw the match, brother. You yeah, know, get me true. fired up for the pay per view. You know, and Don Don Callis, you know, is to talk you into the building, brother. You know, um, <laughs> right. Next up, we had a Wardlow. We had the Wardlow part of the show. Charlie's already sighing, which is not a good sign. <laughs> our, our TNT champion, Wardlow, he comes out, mm. flanked by uh, Arn Anderson, one of the best to ever do it. Big fucking Arn. Um, and he comes out and he squashes a, a local talent, I believe it was. Um, and uh, yeah, he, he killed a guy. And then he said that he's still got, you know, he's barely broke a sweat, which popped me because he was clearly out of breath. <laughs> he was. Um, man, I come on timeline like the next day it was. I see like Manny's tweeted it for pointing out the exact same thing. <laughs> but yeah, Voila said he hadn't broke a sweat and he was still ready and he, he, he called out like Christian and Luchasaurus and um you know uh the, yeah, he did Christian's music hits and he comes out and he cuts a heel promo, you know, he slanders the local people. He says that he ain't getting the match tonight and the total shot won't be for Luchasaurus, it's gonna be for him and you know, Christian got that heel delivery, bro. He knows he knows how to get the booze, man. He knows how to get some heat and But that being said, Wardlow going back to the squashes of the TNT title. We'll see uh I don't know man, Project Wardlow. You know, even, even when you even when you throw on in there, like oh, 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 you've got me along for the road, Tony, for now. But um, mm. I, I've not have a skepticism, right. you know. Has <laughs> <laughs> anyone got anything they'd like to add to uh, the Wardlow part? You know, it's just unfortunate. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. It's just unfortunate. Like genuinely, somewhat frustrated my own disinterest in Wardlow. Like I, had, yeah. folks, I try my best to be like objective as i can be went to about something like professional wrestling on these shows but like i just genuinely don't care where he's at at this point and like i just would like christian cage to beat him and i don't think that's necessary i mean some of that is like i don't think he's particularly interesting a lot of that is obviously the the year he's had but i don't know i'm just not in like we've gone back to this too you know it's just not for me at all yeah i don't know in, very depressing I, part of the podcast. The first I, yeah, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know that uh, I, this is the first time I left during this segment or this was happening. And then Monty texted me saying, uh, th- he texted me something about like, this is art or whatever. And I said, what happened? And he said, I'm like, he was just a warlord or whatever. And he said, well, you know, he challenged Christian. And I said, oh, okay, that sounds pretty good. That was like my only. So Monty was recapping me, you know, what the show was like. I will say. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Warlord's going to probably win, but after not wrestling often for as long as he hasn't wrestled like regularly, Christian having like a TV title reign would be such a hoot. You know, like just like three months of him working for all the baby faces on the roster, it could be tremendous. So, oh yeah, it'd be good. Hopefully, he'd, we he'd get, get that. Yeah, and he would one hundred percent build himself up to the point where it really feels like it's important yeah. when someone beats you. You know. Uh, Christian might be the man to save the TNT title, people. Yeah, I was about to say, it, the <laughs> title is hilarious. Joe and Darby saved that belt uh, three months ago. <laughs> Died again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate. Right. Just stop putting it on Wardlow, please. This will lighten up the minute, yeah. though. Yes. The next segment was 
Briscoes, Team Jarrett at the far. You know, finally some real so, uh, music. Jay Lethal and Team Jarrett and the boys, you know, Satnam included. They uh, the surprise, the surprise Mark at the farm at the farm going to visit him, and uh, you know, Mark's got his kids. He's very unsuspecting. Don't know what's going on. He's very taken back, and uh, you know, they're just kind to come bond and see the fam, and you know, help out and do the little thing. And they're doing these skits where it's just like this sitcom level, just like montage of um. Them just being on the farm in in the overalls and in the fucking you know just fucking around sat down with the baby and just like it it was really funny shit. It got a great reaction online as well. Um, there was a part where uh, Papa Briscoe he's talking to Mark and he's like, "You got to watch them." And he's like, "Which one?" And he's like, "All of them." <laughs> like he's just he's like Jay. He was like Jay's all right, but those others, brother, you know, <laughs> like you got to watch them. Uh, this was a really fun segment, you know. Um, yeah, that's kind of all I've got to say about it, really. I don't know if you guys have got anything to want to add. It was, a, it was one of my favorite pairs on the show, genuinely. Yeah. This, segment, <laughs> this segment resonated with me. Um, when, Did it? Yeah, it resonated. It is crazy. It was like, it was like Mark, uh, Mark reminded me of my uncle when like he said that with the branches, like when they said that we already filled up three trucks of me, so there's still more to fill up. I was like, when the one time my uncle said, when I told him, we're done digging this ditch, right? And he said, no, we still got a couple more ditches to dig. That was like we're working on his on his ranch, and I said, "Oh fuck, man, this is I can't do this work." That's I love go many. No, I say that's the only thing that resonated with me. I love Garrett's like my world like polo shirt that he was wearing. <laughs> Put me huge because it didn't really make sense for what he was doing, but he just wanted to plug his podcast in t-shirt form, and this was the best shot he had. So uh, it was it was tremendous. This was actually uh, this was very TNA. And I mean that in this mm. one particular context as a positive. This like, this was a very TNA comedy skit, and that was saying they generally did a good job of. And you know, Jarrett obviously that explains that. But uh, it's good shit. I think a few people fantasy book this deal, right? Jeff at the farm and stuff. But they nailed it. It was really fun. It took up what two minutes of the show, and it got a whole lot of buzz for this deal. And yeah, it's good stuff. I liked it. It was so good. Mm. I, I enjoyed it a lot. That was funny yeah. too when uh, Jeff Jarrett says, "You have a cute daughter," and he says, "It's a boy." <laughs> that was tremendous, yeah. Just the visual of Satnam holding the baby was yeah. so good. Yeah. It was it was certainly something. It was so Satnam was incredible, just his body language. <laughs> the overall oh it was so did you funny. see his like did you see Satnam's little runaway when Puffer Briscoe came? <laughs> <laughs> good shit. Oh. Yeah, and they also obviously they dropped uh they did say that they they're gonna be going after the tag team titles. Yeah. Uh, versus FTR at some point because obviously uh, Jeff and Jay have already beat Dax and Cash in singles competition, so obviously that's how they've built towards that. And uh, we'll just see how this uh, we'll see how this keeps playing out, but definitely a hit with the segment last night. I think uh, yeah. that's fair to say. Uh, next up, we had Ricky Starks versus Juice Robinson singles match. Um, I thought this was pretty decent, man. I thought it was a pretty yeah. decent worked match. You know, um, both pretty decent wrestlers, pretty good wrestlers to be honest when they're locked in. Um, Juice, I've been quite, you know, I've been quite harsh with in terms of uh, him finding him his place in AEW within his current character. You know, like since he's turned heel, so like even not just like mm-hmm. the past, however long it's been since he turned heel in New Japan, and he's done the whole contract work, work the work the marks, brother stuff. Um, I just feel like 
Juice would have been so much better in his old form in AEW, you know? So, like, maybe it's just timing and just getting unlucky and stuff. But uh, last night, he did come through and have a good match with Ricky. Uh, Joe, your thoughts on this uh, Ricky Juice outing? I really like this quite a bit. I thought yeah. Juice, to your point, Monty, you know, Juice is a talented guy, but he's, yes. I think he's been pretty disappointed in AEW, and his performances in ring have been very, like, he's let opportunities come and go, I feel. He was the complete opposite here. He was bumping like a madman for Ricky Star. I thought he did a hell of a job as a bumping heel, which is yeah. exactly the role he needs to play alongside Jay White. Right? Well, if we like that presentation, that's what he needs to do. And he was, I thought he took some outrageous bumps. I like the match a lot. I, um, again, when I say I like it a lot, folks, I'm not saying it's necessarily a four star match. It's just this was exactly what they needed it to be at this point in the show as a TV match developing the feud. I thought they, I thought they did a really good job. Um, they gelled pretty well, I thought. And I think Ricky and Jay will do the same thing. So, yeah, big thumbs up on this. Hopefully, Juice can continue in this vein. Good stuff. Charlie, you got anything you'd like to add? No, it's pretty much. Manny's ran off. The man. <laughs> yeah, disappeared. Manny heard Ricky um, Starks and was like, not today. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Had a good time with it. I'm excited yeah, to see what Bullet Club Gold does next. Mm-hmm. Well... So next next up we had um so this is what Manny was doing. He was doing outfit changes, you know. <laughs> um the great part the great podcaster. <laughs> um I, I'm just gonna keep moving. Uh we had a backstage segment with um Jungle Boy and Derby, you know, like they're getting ready for the main event, Pillars tag match. It's about to happen, and uh, you know, they're like, "Yeah, we're ready." And Derby leaves the locker room first, and as Derby leaves, MJF sneaks into the room, and he's he's talking to Jungle Boy, and he's saying, "Like, you know, you are." Uh, he, he's just trying to get in his head, basically, and he's like, he's trying to say to him that he's not champion material, and he's trying to like trying to get him to play ball, and it's just like you know, and Jungle Boy, of course, he he's and this and he's and that, and, he, and he's you know, he basically tells him to get the fuck out of his face, you know. <laughs> but as MJF is leaving, Darby catches him talking, so Darby obviously gets suspicious, and within Darby's character, he's very suspicious anyway, and he's not very trusting person as it is, and that kind of sets a bit of tension between those two before the match. And then, you know, going into the match, we had the Four Pillars tag match, which was, of course, Sammy and Guevara and MJF, the best of friends, and um, versus Darby Allin and Jungle Boy, who was supposedly having a bit of trust issues going into the match. I thought the main event was really good, to be honest. Um, yep. I thought it was kind of as expected, you know? Like, oh, I, I expected it to be good, and it was good. I expected the winners to be who they were, and they were. I kind of expected the Sammy and MJF thing to kind of all fall apart in that match, and it did, and they'd done it pretty well. It was um, it was a good main event, and they achieved what they needed to achieve. Again, like they did with many things throughout this show uh, with the pillar stuff. So, um, yeah, man, and that, of course, sets up the main event of Double or Nothing, which will be the Pillars four-way, MJF versus Derby versus Sammy versus Jungle Boy. Um, good stuff. It, it was good stuff, you know. Uh, Charlie, your thoughts yeah. on the main event and, the, you know, the general roundup of the stuff that they did with the pillars yesterday? I thought it was pretty good. Um, I, I actually really enjoyed the match. I didn't know whether I would or not, just because of my personal biases. as a couple of people in this feud that I'm not too hot on, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, I thought it was really good. I thought they would, 
the way they did the um Sammy and MJF split like in the match was pretty good as well. Um yeah, I'm excited for the double or nothing that match. Um, I'm interested to see what dynamics play out in there and how they fill in like the last couple of weeks before the pay-per-view, but I think it's gonna be good. They've yeah, they've done it. a they've done a good job retconning that one week that was yeah, that one week good. where Ibu yeah. got the shit kicked out of him because yeah. he, he curses things, man. We've talked yeah. about it many times on these podcasts, but he curses things. He says something good, then the next week they'll shit the bed with that exact yeah. fucking storyline, you know. But um, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it, it was pretty good stuff. Uh, Manny, did you manage to catch up? Because I know you, I know you are. Uh, I know you, I know you was in and out of the show at the second half. But did you catch the main event and what did you think of it? Yes, I actually watched it before the show. Um, okay. Fresh in the yeah. mind. Yeah, my favorite spot of the match was just uh, Jungle Boy dives that led to the Darby murder dive. And then led to good, yeah. Jungle Boy murdering Sammy Guevara with the murder driver, 99, which <laughs> was scared Taz. Like, yes, it did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know, man. The best part of this match was the review I read on Cage Match, where I kept calling uh, Jungle Boy Jack Berry, <laughs> and it and it kept referring to uh, it kept referring to Tony Khan as the Builder. <laughs> after I read after I read the review, and he gave it a ten, and I said I need to watch the match when I wake up, and I ended up watching an hour before the show. So that's how that's how Manny's day is gone, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's good shoot. Go go dig out Manny's cage match review if you can find it. Someone no, screenshot that. Oh. It no, wasn't your I thought, I thought you said you this. went to cage match. And... No, I'll read you the I screenshot. Oh no, I don't I don't think we need all that. No, no, I'm not gonna read it. I'm gonna I think I thought MJ. That's what you it. said. Manny said, I'll read you the name. No, I'm not gonna read it. No, no, he said that I made it. I didn't make it. The yeah. the user's name was which I think was MJF, the devil himself. Yeah. That would be good art. Bro, you if know. MJF calls Tony Khan the builder, that would be <laughs> fucking awesome. Good shit. Um but yeah, to uh you know, like to even like Charlie and a bit of like Manny's point, it's kind of like I think they've done well of like course correcting it and you know they've got <laughs> I kind of struggle with it a little bit, being like the main event yeah, feud. You know, like it doesn't feel right. like it. You know, you know, I it agree. just doesn't. I, you know, I just think it got. I don't disagree with that all money. I just, I just think it got a lot close this week. Genuinely, um, I think the pre-match stuff helped to add some intrigue, and I thought the match oh, yeah, itself absolutely. proved to be like because normally the key with this whole thing is get them in the ring, right? I think we all agree the match, the four way at the pay per view is going to be awesome. It's just the, yeah. the build is the concern. So this tag allowed you to kind of preview that and use that strength to your advantage. And I think they came out of this feeling a lot more like a main event than they went in. They maybe still aren't the whole way there, but I think they're a lot closer now. Um, I thought this was really well done. I thought everyone looked good. I thought the, the crowd's response to the match was encouraging. This was not an electric crowd, and they were with this one, right? And they were into the baby faces in particular. So a lot to like here. I thought it was a good week for the Pillars angle, and I've been someone who's been you know relatively down on it. Um, overall, so uh, a positive, you know, kind of week for me in terms of building the pay per view. Not necessarily a home run show or a great show in a in a, you know in a vacuum, 
that's not really the purpose, right? We're, we're getting close to double or nothing now. And on that front, I thought it was very, very successful. So, yeah, thumbs up on my end. Yeah, man, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was, they, they achieved what they needed to achieve with certain parts of the show, you know, and there were certain dull points in the show, I thought, but I thought yeah, the middle was, yeah. the middle was, uh, there was definitely a, a, a little stretch there where there's not a lot of interest yeah. going on, right? Fair to say. Yeah, but. 100%, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, AW, they've got a new, um, what, what's Will's title, bro? I'll keep. I don't feel like I'm the only one who keeps forgetting. He's got some fancy talk, and then how uh, Will Washington is um something coordinator. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's uh. Will Washington joins AEW as AEW administration coordinator, uh, working in many areas of wrestling, live events, social media, creative, PR. He has a great wrestling mind, and he's here backstage tonight. That was a tweet from Tony Khan. Um. For those that don't already know, I'm sure most, especially the viewers of these podcasts, know exactly who Will Washington is. But for those that don't, he was um, a podcaster in this space for a very long time. He was also part of Fightful. He had a few successful podcasts on the uh, Fightful channel. Um, he's always kind of been as, as insightful as he can uh, in giving his takes on the timeline and stuff like that. Um, some people may also know that he's, uh, he's related to Swerve as well. Um, and uh, yeah, man, he's got this opportunity. Obviously, him and Tony Khan must have, you know, been in contact in leading up to this and got pretty friendly and just kind of talking about wrestling or however this came about. But either way, he's got a fantastic opportunity to touch on a lot of areas which are things that have definitely been areas of debate and things that we've even debated on this podcast. So we'll see if he has a, you know, a positive impact. Of course, he's had to leave Fightful. There was quite, you know, there was right. a few people claiming, oh, fight full of shills. And it's like, bro, of course he's left fightful to, you know what I mean? And, um, but yeah, it was also noted in, because Sean did like a, Sean on Fight for Select did kind of like a report, like following up with it, you know, kind of. And uh, he, he says, like, even though it was pretty obvious to most, um, he, he said that we should note that he is contractually prohibited from contributing news as that would be a conflict of interest. So obviously he isn't going to be sliding Sean, you know, scoops under the table and stuff like that. Um, uh, and yeah, man, he's going to be working directly with Tony Khan. He will also be contributing to live events, social media PR. Uh, the deal was official on Thursday, April 27th, just ahead of his last uh DAD podcast on the Fightful uh, show, and um, it's kind of a weird thing for a few of us because like, he's not like yeah. he's not like my fucking best mate or even like a friend that I really know personally. But he's definitely someone that uh, I have respect for and I get on with in the space, and we've spoken on multiple occasions and stuff like that. Um, and uh, you know, and now he's like he's in the fucking he's in the he's in the spotlight for the past few days, yeah. and he's got himself like a pretty important role within a company that I watch and review, and um, but hopefully, you know, he's de- obviously it'll come with his criticisms as well. Like we've already mentioned a couple of them, like him just coming from Fightful just off the bat, and you know, he's not someone who's like got this massive experience of 10 years in the business and doing events and that and you know mm-hmm. some people will turn their nose up at it because you know of course people will always be skeptical with these sort of hirings even if he did have experience people will be skeptical of something else so um i'm sure there'll be some weird opinions about it 
but, I'm, but uh, there's been so much support for him, which has been very nice to yeah. see as well. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that com- the most majority of AEW fans and also just friends and followers of his will be wishing it all turns out for the best. But it's definitely an interesting hiring, to say the least, you know? Sure, um, yeah. I mean, I think anyone who's ever watched Will, right, let alone done a show with him, you can vouch for, like, he's mine for the business in terms of... he His, like, knowledge of details is fucking insane. Like genuinely, he can he can vouch for shit and when stuff happened and where it happened. Like unlike anyone else I've ever spoke to about wrestling, so um, he's certainly more than than qualified in terms of his his knowledge of the industry and certainly smart enough. And and hopefully it works out. I think everyone's rooting for him because Will's good people. Absolutely, good for him, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, I'm really happy for Will. Yeah. Yeah, it'll also be super interesting to see like how heavy handed he can be, you know, right. and see yeah. like where can we like as fans as the outside now being like, Oh, that looks like a will quirk or you know what I mean? It's like like I said yesterday, like on the timeline yesterday, even though it was yeah. obviously it would be a bit absurd, but people are like, Oh Sheeda, that's Will Washington. <laughs> and it'll be interesting to see little things like that. I do that's... kind of worry about the uh the swerve dynamic a bit. Um mm-hmm. because, you know, like it's just like people will just in bad faith do that kind of connection. He's like, because Swerve does seem like they are heating him up to have a big push eventually, whether it comes this year, whether it comes down the line. But it definitely seems like someone that Tony Khan has always been pretty interested in and he's lining up for the, you know, like a future big, big push. So now, obviously, with Win involved and of course him, like, you know, working directly with Tony, having some word of creative, blah, 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 blah. He swerved us eventually, you know, in the next few months going to title feuds and stuff like that. There's, you already know the sort of bad faith that's going to mm-hmm. come from that, you know, yeah. which will be very unfortunate because, of course, Swerve is someone that a lot of people like and already wanted to see in no sort of position. So, so there's that side of it as well. Um, but yeah, obviously, it's quite, you know, it's, like I said, it's kind of weird because like we kind of know Will, kinda, you know, like yeah. we know of him and we spoke to him and stuff like that in the past. Uh, so it's always been, it's kind of a, a weird subject. That's why we were kind of like briefly only touched on it yesterday when we were live. But it is news at the end of the day, and it is, you know, we got a fucking all elite graphic and a tweet, tweet from Tony yeah. Khan. So uh, it's absolutely news that is like worth us, you know, like getting into because it is. Mm-hmm. It, you'd assume it is actually going to have some changes. No, it's going to have some effect on the company and hopefully some positive changes, you know. And yeah. like I said, we're we all here are wishing him the best of luck. So let's Absolutely. see how it plays out, you know. Yeah, <laughs> let's see how it plays out. All right, so that's my ramble on that. And um, right, let's do some super chats and get out of here because we're at 30 minutes past. Right, I'm going to fly through these. Simeon, you are a legend. My friend, you have sent us quite a few, so I'm going to go through those first. We're going to go. We're going to do the Simeon Fred right here, people. <laughs> All right, two pounds. Jay White came from New Japan, not Tesco. TK, fix it for fuck's sake. <laughs> Simeon might just be like more burner. He's just know? you. <laughs> yeah, just sending a bunch of money in to get some uh, yeah. uh, more. Two pounds again. Also, Jay White was dripping last night. Ricky and shit. It's <laughs> a beer. Quite spiteful. Uh, another two pounds. Uh, late summer Blackpool Combat Club stomp out Danielson, black and blue. I mean, um, I, think I think that, that could may, definitely, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that's something that might be in the works, to be honest. So we'll see. We'll see. The big turn on Danielson, you know. Yeah. Um, I could see that happening one day. 
Simeon again, two pounds, of course. Josh Barnett is too busy planning to fuck up Nakajima. Told you, bro. He's busy man in Japan, man. Yeah, busy man in Japan. It did pop me very much. Uh, number two pounds. If we get a battle roll at Wembley, angry we face. We absolutely will get a battle roll. Just don't jinx it. Can we just yeah. not? There will be. You know there it, will, be. it will. It will. Yeah. There's going to be so many people who want to be on the card that Tony's yeah. not going to have the heart to tell them no. You know? Yeah. Um, Rit Rest Battle Royal. Progress for a pro show and just be like, who can I book for this Battle Royal? Yeah, oh, just mm. come on. Let's, let's mm. Stop it. Stop jinxing. Uh, again, two pounds. Walmart Wardlow needs fixing. Christian is great. Christian is great. You are absolutely spot on. And another two pounds. Despite ratings, main event equals great preview for pay-per-view. Um, yeah. yeah, man. Like, like I said, they achieve what they need to do. And despite the rating, I guess the ones that, you know. You know, to be honest, with the rating, it's like the, the number, I think it was like 776, the viewership number yeah. was. And that is very striking. But from a demo point of view, which is yeah. kind of anyone who's kind of watched these podcasts when I've talked about ratings, that's kind of been like the number that I actually give a fuck about is the demo. Yeah. And they just they drew a point two eight, which is pretty normal for them these days. Yeah. Is that great? No, you know, is it great that they've settled into point two eight being pretty normal for them? No, it's not. But in comparison to what they've been doing lately, it's a pretty normal number, you yeah. know. Uh, like I said, I understand how the seven seven six can, as a viewership number, can look very striking. You know, like OAW dropping into the sevens mm-hmm. that can look very striking. I understand that, but. I don't think it's anything to be too worried about, to be honest, if you're uh, AEW. But again, if they, if they can hold the 0.28 to 0.31 range until Punk comes back, I think, and you know, until Punk comes back and all the other things that we've discussed as well, like, and really get the ball rolling, hopefully they can slowly climb and that, three point, that 0.31 will turn into a 0.34, yeah. 0.36, 0.3 out in... Maybe we'll get to the promised land of the point fours again, you know? Because uh, mm-hmm. as a fucking nerd, that uh, that absolutely popped me. Because it's when Raw was on the downtrend as well. So they were in like the point four eight, point four five range to point five range, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, AEW were like, it really felt like at one point, I think in 2021, like AEW was legitimately on a demo, you know, yeah. on a demo thing in that period when they were really hot. Felt like they were kind of, you know, they were they were really closing the gap, and now it's like they feel a million miles away. You know, it's so. cra- the the first and uh, graph is like crazy to look at. Like, yeah, you, genuine. It's easy when you're going week to week, which a lot of us do, because frankly, like you know, unless you're following it closely, that's what you kind of naturally do. You can lose perspective on how close they got and how far they now are. But like, it is what it is, right? Like, I mean, ultimately, it's like I'm not going to lose sleep over it. But if you look at that, you will, you'll quickly kind of, it quickly tells the tale for sure. 100%. And it's why, it's why you're fucking like nerds like myself, I always talk for myself. We're always, uh, when, when we talk about the writings and have actual conversations about it, like, we always talk about the year on year, you know, because that's yeah. really where like you can see like the patterns and growth and stuff. And when first, and he was great at this shit, like uploads his graphs of whether that's viewership, demos, fucking the amount of houses that the show's in right. and so like first one's great if you don't follow him which i'm sure a lot of you always do and you actually give a shit about this nerdy stuff then uh he's like one of the best followers you can get so, you know first and wrestle ticks if you like your wrestling numbers yeah. get yeah. following up you know um i saw that this week last year they did a point three two and when i read that i was like that's not that big and I, that was the show that was made of it by the honor and mercedes 
which was like one of those kind of like Tony just kind of threw that as a main event, right? Yeah. So yeah, no, it's definitely interesting. Look, I mean, it's like I'm not breaking news when I say they would absolutely, <laughs> they'd absolutely like to be training in a different direction. But I always, you know, we always stress this because I think there's so many people that go the other way. We're all aware, like, they're going to be fine. They're going to get a real good TV deal. They might already have the TV deal, honestly. Um, yeah, it seems like the might. So, like, obviously they're doing fine. They, you know, the trend is not the best, but we'll see what happens over the summer. The summer's going to be big in one way or another, big, in sense. So, big, yeah. big, big few months. Like we said, we said it in the podcast a few weeks ago, but these next few months are going to be huge for him, man. And, uh, no, that's that's definitely not changing. You know, right. a huge few months for Tony, and uh, he's got a few things to get right. You know, and if he plays mm-hmm. his cards right and he's careful with it and he does the right stuff, and as I said earlier in the podcast, I think they can genuinely come out of the summer feeling right, really strong and hot again. But there's a there's a lot of intricate, difficult, careful things he needs to manoeuvre around to a. Uh, get to that point sure. first and I'm sure he will stumble at some of the hurdles and I'm sure he'll leap over them and surprise uh, some of us with some cool shit as well but um, it'll be interesting in what conversations we'll be having in three, four months time, you know, yeah. um, by the end of the summer, so interesting months ahead, uh, but yeah let, let, let's wrap up and catch the last bit of Ring of Honor people, you know, where the real it's wrestling lives that's, wow. not, that's wow. very kind of it. <laughs> uh, and one star win $5 you, you all are amazing we appreciate you so 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 much and thank you so much for the for the nice comments you know good thank people WrestlePure is Claude talk about net ratings mate <laughs> not overall <laughs> this is my favourite this is my favourite bit I think the, the, yeah it's tremendous 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 stuff wait uh, yeah. never mind yeah, we'll explain after, man. Yeah. Uh, you know. Um, yeah, man, let's wrap up. Uh, Joe, have you got anything to plug between yesterday and now? Um, all I want to say is on Monday on WrestlePurious.com, the first entry of my weekly match card will drop. Now, this was previously Manny the Hooper's Tour of the World, I believe it was titled. <laughs> and our respect for Manny, who's one of my great friends, uh, my introduction has some room for Manny's final comments. And Manny, I think you can you can confirm these are quite touching words that you signed off. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, check in for that. Um, going to be reviewing, you know, different matches. Not necessarily the best matches of the week. Uh, it's more the matches that I've chose to, like, focus on so that we have range, so it's not just me going in circles, you know. So it'll be pretty fun, I think, no matter what promotion you prefer. I think there'll be some good stuff in there. If you're into that kind of thing, that's the main thing, Monty. Uh, pleasure as always, mate. It's been a good time. Yeah, man. Manny, do you got anything you want to plug or anything you're going to be tweeting about that will pop people or bare knuckle, anything, <laughs> anything at all? Yeah, so I'll be covering bare knuckle fighting and one for Russell Pierce tomorrow. Fair. Or just for myself. I'll just have the Russell Pierce. <laughs> for myself. Game. I'll be covering <laughs> it for myself. That's, that's good. <laughs> you know, we like it. Uh, Charlie, she's now a, uh, she's a T-shirt designer. She uploaded the design of a t-shirt, which I thought was very cool and very good. And I DM'd her immediately, almost panicked. Like, Charlie, someone's going to steal this idea off you. you know? yeah. almost went, I almost felt like telling her to delete it, you know. It's but, such a... I did not expect that tweet to, like, get over a thousand likes. It was such Charlie a stupid need to, uh, Wait, what? Me and Charlie need to hurry up and trademark mm-hmm. uh, a certain catchphrase. 
Yeah, and uh, we need we need to make Charlie some money because I think we can. Uh, I think yeah. we've got a T-shirt. We could be selling to people, you know. Uh, it, it's but, good yes. If you haven't seen it, of, just go look at it. It's yeah, go to Charlie's Twitter, people. All right, uh, okay. Probably we've we, we've baited it out too much. You know what I mean? Don't steal our <laughs> idea. We are, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Don't steal our Charlie's idea. Um, okay. Tomorrow, on Pure's part. There's going to be an Unpurist podcast this week. Tony yeah. Khan keeps trying to fuck us with these rampage <laughs> timings. But we're either, going to do, we're either going to do a pre-show, a post-show, move it to Saturday. We're going to do something. You're going to get the Unpurist people. You're going to get your AO. You're going to get your Marcus. You're going to get your Rob. You're going to get your Chris. You're going to get them tomorrow or some point in the weekend. You know what I mean? We're back. We're not missing two weeks because TK, don't know what fucking time he wants to fucking put rampage on. You know? Um, Marcus, I'll tell something real quick, man. This oh no! This Robbie Eagles and Claudio Castagnoli match, man, it is oh my god! It's I'm not surprised, bro. Robbie Eagles is really is good. It... it really annoys me when Murph slanders him in the group chat because he's not a fan of him. I think is Eagles the... is really good, man. I think I might write about this, man. Oh my god, this is is it the main event now? Really? Yeah, it's main yeah, event right now. Fair enough. Yeah, it's it's the end of this. All right, people. We're going to love and leave you. We appreciate it. Of course, please, please like the video if you haven't already. We appreciate the 100 plus of you that are still here. Please smash that like button before you get out of here. Uh, please subscribe if you haven't already. And the Super Chatters, especially Simeon, who has been going crazy today. We appreciate you all very, Absolutely. very, very much. And have a good night, people. Peace. Mm-hmm.